Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. Uh, we're going to be talking tonight about the happenings of Tinley Park and a RBC show um, out 
in uh, Chicago, and uh, Owen is fresh back from there. And uh, after we hit on that, uh, some US ARC uh, updates and whatnot. And uh, we're going <clears> to <throat> talk a little bit about some Hall of Fame carpet pythons. Uh, and uh, that's about going to be the show. Uh, but uh, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> Owen, how was Tinley Park? Oh, you know, boring and not fun at all. And I would not encourage anybody at all to go. I mean. Wow. That was awesome. (laughs) It was fantastic. I mean, the only problem I found is that the state of Indiana is flat, has no trees. And I swear to God his major export is the things they use to water um, fields and tow behind <laughs> caravans. Because if I found, if I packed another tow behind caravan factory or dealership, I was going to lose my mind. Anyway, <laughs> so aside from the that's drive. The only, <clears throat> yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about that's Tinley. The only downside, the I swear to God, the only downside. We arrived. Uh, Andrew and I got VIP tickets which means we're allowed to get in on Friday. So we got in on Friday. We were wandering around, checking out some things, talking to a few people. And it's funny because Andrew suffers from the same thing that you and I suffer. Uh, He's known people for years online and never met them face-to-face. So, Uh you know, he's posing for pictures with people who, you know, are other monitor people like him. And have no idea that like they, they've never met. You know, I of course wander over and hang out with Balin and Howard uh, as they set up their table and getting going with that. Um, Todd, uh, as well as Carrie from Psychotic Exotics, were there. Um, I didn't get to see uh, the guys from Ship Your Reptiles. I kept meaning to go over there, but I kept getting distracted by shiny things. So, um, but they were there as well. <laughs> Um, it was, it was one of those things where it was, you know, there was far too many people, uh, to meet, uh, Chris Behoff for the first time I met him and, um, will never be the same. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> Did he troll you were, in person? <laughs> he tried. I swear to Christ, he tried. And it's just, okay. And it's so weird to actually put, like, have people in front of you that you've uh-huh. known for so long or have known of for so long where it's like crispy up, thought he'd be taller. I mean, like, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things <laughs> where, yeah. where there's nothing wrong with him. It's just, you know, he should be taller. And yet he can't get over that for a little bit. So, yeah. you know, it's, uh, Oh, and you were the only giant in the world of Moralia. I mean, you're the, so, but it, it was definitely cool. Um, uh, met uh, Solana, um, and she was picking up some cool carpet pythons from what I saw, um, and 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 it was just it was just it was just a good time. So Friday was pretty much e. It's whatever. Uh, Andrew and I went back to the hotel. We met up with Balin and Howard a little later. Uh, grabbed some dinner at Tribes, and then went and, uh, and they went back to Bananas uh, to sack out or to to you know drink. And uh, Andrew and I just went back to the hotel and passed out because we had been um, up. Andrew and I left here at 2 in the morning. 
in order to get there. So we were just tired. So um, yeah, I hadn't slept. I didn't. I didn't sleep in twenty four. I had not slept in twenty four hours. Andrew was running off of like two hours, one hour of sleep. So we sacked out. Wow. Anyway, Saturday we wake up, and because we had the VIP badges, which by the way, if you are ever going to Tinley, spring for the extra money for the VIP badge. It's fifty dollars each, but you get in on Friday when no one else does, and you get in two hours early on Saturday and Sunday. So if you're going there for shopping purposes, it is the thing to do. So Andrew and I get in. Um, we did not get in the two hours early because we didn't see the point, and we wanted to sleep, so we ended up going an hour <laughs> early. Walk around. I was a tad disappointed with the selections just because okay. – I was hoping for something a little bit more exotic. Like last Timley Park show that uh, we went to in October, there was a rough mm-hmm. scale on a table. There were rhino rat snakes over there. There were, there were a lot of things that caught my eye that I don't ever see at like a Hamburg show or a white plane show. A lot of things mm-hmm. that would just, just, just popped out to me. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't that much. I mean, to be honest, there was probably enough for other people, but um there were was a pair of rhino rat snakes, which were awesome, but they were key. Um, and then there was, um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name, but I had a long discussion with him. It was the guy who came up to us at, when we were there in October and said that I need to stop picking on you for being a hobbit because you and him are the exact same height and um, all that other stuff. I spoke with him, and he had an albino olive on his table. I sent you pictures of that one. But, oh, um, yeah. He was the one who came uh, over, and he's like, did you leave the Hobbit behind? And I go, unfortunately, (laughs) Eric is. See, I love it when people ask questions like where you are, because I just make shit up. Um, He's like, you leave the Hobbit at home. And I go, well, unfortunately, Eric got, you know, business cards and a new logo, and he's increasingly becoming more and more high-end. And unfortunately, now he's too high-end for Tinley. There are no shows that can contain him. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah, well, get for next moment. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I said something like uh, I was, I couldn't make it out of the Shire or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, can't remember what it's guy. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there's a, a wall in Vienna that is about chest height for everybody. Uh-huh. They have to climb over it. Eric can't get over top of it. It's a shame. <laughs> So, I had to leave him. Uh, yeah, poor Too guy. Flies, I told Yeah, I mean, you're at the bottom of I a thought well. you were going to make up something up. cool, like, you know, uh, Erickson really in the Secret Service, and he's, uh, you know, CIA. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you, don't away. No, you, yeah. you don't get anything that cool. I keep telling people that, like, you're trapped in a well. You climb the <laughs> tree, and the fire department's bring you down. I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> There are random uh, things I tell people when they ask me where you are. So that's nice. none of them are the truth, you know. Well, it's it's so. good to know that people were at least, uh, you know, caring where Inquiring I was. Inquiring about you, yeah, yeah, there yeah. Was. Well, That's um, cool. So the main question I got is why I didn't bring any of my guys. That they're like, "Where's your table?" I'm like, "Don't have one." So um, let me ask you this. I'll, let me ask you this before you go on. What was it? What was it like to go? To Tinley Park. I mean, so this is the second time you've been to Tinley Park. What yeah. was it like being a uh, what would you call it, Convert- civilian, as opposed yeah. to a uh, uh, a vendor? The problem. The problem is, is that it, it, it's not the civilian that we remember. 
you know, because I know people behind tables. I can stand behind tables and talk with people. I can open up containers. I was bopping around all over the place. I was running to get food because never know some people didn't want to leave their tables. It's like it wasn't the civilian go to a snake show that I remember from when I was a civilian going to a snake show. It, 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 uh, it, I got it's, you. it's a different creature, but yep. it was it was weird. It was because everybody's like, "Oh, I got to get in and check on the animals." I'm like, hmm. but then I, I I corrected that problem awfully quick um, on Saturday. So. What checking on animals? Oh yeah, yeah. You, you picked, I uh, didn't have I didn't have any animals to check on until after Saturday. It's it's crazy. Uh, I went back and researched this, and it seems that we do a show uh, on an animal really, that you don't have, did you really, did and you really then like the following weekend you have it. Did that, <laughs> did that take you like twenty minutes? I mean, uh, yeah. So what did you pick up? <laughs> Picked up one point one diamond pythons from Carrie King and Todd. See, and they're from uh, Gary's. Uh, yeah, Gary's line, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, and I'm getting picked the parents very soon. But um, I figure I'll give Todd time to detox. So, um, <laughs> you know, he had a party. Oh, my God. We'll get to that in a second. But um, the, it, it, there was, I told you, there was nothing at the show. And I was kind of disappointed. All Friday, there was nothing like, because I was expecting to have that one pair of that, like, like in October when there were the rhino rat snakes, they had that one couple, those animals that I'm like, ooh, I want them, ooh, I want them, ooh, I want them, to have that. And I didn't have that right. on Friday, and I was a little disappointed. Um, so then Saturday, well, the reason I didn't have that on Friday is because Todd didn't set up because the airport lost his box of Morelia because Todd flies, and then he ships his reptiles to himself, and he keeps his displays at uh, a nearby friend's house. So Todd wasn't set up on Friday. Um, his box arrived, I want to say close to nine o'clock. He didn't even get them in. He got, he got them in the building, but that was it, uh, before they closed the doors. So aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Saturday rolls around and, you know, I go walking around and Todd has set up all his Morelia and I know, oh my God, it's, you know, there are super car, there are uh, super zebra jags, super zebras, um, uh, super zebras head exanic. Uh, zebras head exanic. There's uh, albinos, albino zebras. There's uh, a bunch of stuff. Oh my god! And and on the top row there are four diamond pythons. And I'm like, oh cool, I've seen diamond pythons before. And then the one female uh, just catches my eye. Like, oh my god, she's got a very bold kind of a lot of yellow pattern on her head. And I see that immediately, and I'm like, just I'm caught with it. And I'm pretty sure I stayed at the table staring at it for like 20 minutes um, until Todd's like, you know, so you like diamond pythons? And then I'm like, ah, ah, and I ran. So um, <laughs> it's nice. The thing. Then I come back around, and I'm like, I'm done talking to Todd, and I'm diamond, but every once in a while I keep glancing over. So, um, and then I finally just go, all right, because here's the thing. When I left the first time, because I'm like, diamond pythons are nice. I go over and then I do the exact wrong thing that we all do as herpers. I go over to a friend of mine and I go, should I get the diamonds? Should I get the diamonds? So the problem is that I went to Howard Redding and I said, should I get the diamonds? And he goes, yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. So then every time I saw him now for the rest of it, he goes, did you get diamond pythons yet? Did you buy the diamonds yet? Did you buy the diamonds yet? And I'm like, ah. So 
and it eventually became to like it's imagine imagine having two Howard Reddings on your shoulder, and each one is just saying buy the diamonds, and then having a large Howard <laughs> Redding screaming at you to buy the diamonds, and you oh, wow. want diamonds. So, that might be too much Howard Redding. <laughs> it is well, well, I do a little bit of an overload. So I'm walking around with uh, Mike. Um, the Gola, I can't, I can't pronounce his last name, unfortunately, because I'm stupid. But um, And he and I were talking about the diamonds as well as a bunch of other stuff because he's got a few carpet projects that he's trying to bounce off me, and I'm bouncing stuff off him. And I go up to Andrew, and I'm like, I've been thinking about these diamond pythons. And Andrew goes, do it. Buy them. Because you know what? I'm not going to listen to you the entire ride home going to about the diamond pythons. I shoot about the diamond pythons. If you don't buy the diamonds, I kick your ass. I'm like, well, okay then. So I go over and I spend 10 minutes talking to Todd again, and it's over. It's done. I mean, he did what Finished. everybody does. He goes over. I'm like, can I talk to you about the diamonds? And he unlocked all the displays. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. This is this is how people feel at Hamburg. So you know, it it was it was one of those things where I got him in my hand and I was toast, and it was done. And uh, I am extremely yeah, I happy with them. Yeah, when you you were coming back, you uh, you stopped by here, and I get to see them. And uh, yeah, they're very nice, very very nice. Um, I'm 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 glad that you uh, you took the leap. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, I really am. Yeah, like, I just never saw you with diamonds, but. Well, to be completely honest, I was hoping there would be a pair of uh, inlands because I was probably going to take the leap into inlands if they had been there. But what was there were diamond pythons. And I'm like, see, I've always considered diamond pythons to be just so far out of my league, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're too high end I for think, you, my friend. Well, <laughs> the problem is, is that I, I, I got this new logo from Zach. And it, it's a lot like. And now you're high pocket. end. It was oh. done by. It was done by. It was the same guy who did my logo. Did the most high end logo I've ever seen. Yo, man! If you wanna, you want the good logo. You gotta go to the good logo maker, man. I mean, you know, yeah, well, you gotta seek them out. High end. That's something. That's how yeah, we. That's we'll, how we roll. <laughs> we'll get to that too because uh, clothing has arrived, as well as the new tablecloth. So, uh, look at you. We'll be, we'll look at you. Looking, so, way, good night. So. <laughs> Let me ask you this question because yeah. I was listening to uh, GTP Keeper Radio the other day, and I know you had told me this when um, when you were there. We were, you know, messaging back and forth, and you had said that there was no chondro breeders. I didn't see anybody. No. I mean, there was, I mean, there was a few chondros on people's table um, right i didn't see anybody who i would have pegged as a chondro breeder and that, that's that just that that surprises me because of how well chondros seem to do at the october show well yeah we were right next to clockwork and they were doing great yeah i expected to see them there nothing I mean, um, it is quite a haul, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. It just well, seems. What I'm using, what I'm being told, the 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 March show isn't as big as the October uh-huh. show. Now, when people say that, I'm expecting foot traffic is going to be not that big, and because foot right. traffic is not that that big, the vendors aren't that. Big. 
there were was the same amount of people, if not more, than the October show, in my opinion. That place yeah. was packed from when the doors right. opened to when they were throwing people out at the end of the day. So let's ask this question. Were, were, were people spending? Were they buying stuff? Yes. Oh, yeah, there was stuff yeah. even. You know, it, how about how about as far as uh, well? There's a couple things that that I was thinking. I didn't. I wasn't sure how the 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 ban, uh, you know, the Lacey Act thing affected. Were people there? Like, I kind of thought that maybe people would rush out and they would just buy retics. Um, well, the, the majority of the show was ball python and retics. I'll tell you that right now. Um, okay. There were some booths that were kind of cool and small. Um, Tom Crutchfield was there with his albino iguanas. Um, you know, and of course we had the, the, the carpet tables. Uh, and then we had some monitor guys and some gecko people. And uh, there were a lot of dry good vendors, about three or four. Um, I did run into Peter Birch at Brian Barczyk's table. Okay. Tables. Um, I love uh, that but guy. of course... No, he was he was hilarious. He and I talked for like an hour. Yeah, awesome. he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know I said hi to so Brian. So he's gonna be he's gonna be coming on the show, right? Oh no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we, no, no, no. Honest to God, uh, we have to because um, yeah. talking to him was just far too much fun, and it was it was nice seeing the Australian perspective on a the recent bands as well as they are not having an easy go in Australia right now. Um, when it comes to legislation and rules being passed for pythons. Because not only do they have the licensed tiered system, now they're getting into the the state, uh, the states of Australia are starting to pass um, uh, restrictions on caging. And Uh what he was telling me, the restriction for a carpet python is the cage has to be six foot tall and then a couple feet wide for one carpet python. Wow. And during breeding seasons, the cage has wow. to double in size in order to have two animals inside of it. So, does that mean you need both the cage? Wow, that's great. Well, I, I think Europe has the same type of uh, cage requirements. Um, they require a little bit uh, larger cage. Mm-hmm. So, it, but it's and apparently they can have guys. Uh, somebody from. Uh, I guess the interior or something like that can just knock on your door at any moment, any time, and say he's going to come in and see the animals. And if you say no, he comes back with the cops and a search warrant. And if you let him in, he finds stuff, he writes you up a citation, hands you a bill, walks out the door. Huh. Yeah, it was crazy listening to that stuff. But then he had some other fun things. He said that he would give me um, three pairs of rough scale pythons, but they, you know, I I could buy them from him. But then getting them out of Australia was my problem. So, uh, <laughs> and he also said that he would probably be dirt cheap too. Oh yeah, just two hundred bucks. Um, you and know, you, you get that, a free rough scale python with, uh, you know. Like, well, he said uh, that you. I, I asked him, and he said that he gave you two imbricata. Oh, oh yeah, my god! See, I wasn't going down without you. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> going well, down, it's funny. It was funny. I, there's a Facebook page called uh, Morelia Spilota Imbricata, and uh, it's all the Australian guys. And they had on there, it said $250, and he had oh. 15 of them. 
And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> ah, I hate that. See, it's like, it, yeah. it's like you were told the last instantly. Oh, I had a kink scale. Kink scale. Rough scale. Sold him for 100 bucks. I'm like, I would have taken him. <laughs> you know? Wow. Kink scale or not, I will give you $1,000 for it. So, wow. Uh, yep. How about, um? so, okay, so no chondros. Um, how about carpets? What was it like, uh, carpet wise? Balin was there. Howard was there. Okay. Howard was there and Star Pythons was there. So those were your okay. carpets. Um, how did those guys do? Did they, did they give you any feedback? Did they from what feel I that a good show? Well. I mean, um, okay. I'm pretty sure Todd did well. Some jackass bought two diamond pythons off of them. <laughs> so I'm sure nice. Todd was doing good. But, but actually, I ran into Todd at the bar on Saturday night. I was sitting down with, uh, which, by the way, only, only Tinley Park can you sit there and get absolutely obliterated with uh, sitting between Jason Balin and Kerry King and all of us going through Ooh. phones showing pictures of carpet pythons and, you know. That's so dreamy. Yeah, every, everyone's every, – oh, dear Lord. That's a carpet python's my, dream. My, Car- carpet uh, python keeper's dream. Uh, my, my inner hurt was just uh, – It was tickling, huh? Well, yeah, nice. when, you know, when, when Terry goes, you know, oh, you should see this diamond I hatched at. I'm just going through his phone. I'm like, what the hell? He's like, are you really speaking to me? So it's like, you know, part of me was like, no way, act cool. So, um, but – Impossible. <laughs> They could, I couldn't. But it was so cool that he's—he just—and you know what? It, it took—it wears off really quick. Um, the whole like blown stardom with him, because uh-huh. after about ten minutes, you realize he just wants to be a reptile geek like everybody else, and yeah. have some fun and show off some pictures. So it was really cool doing that. And of course, it's really funny watching Balin like try to get off his stool and then like nearly hitting the ground. So you know. <laughs> And there was a lot yeah, of appara- walking in. Yeah, so apparently he uh, he well he he texts me on my I haven't been carrying around my other phone and I can't tell you oh, how long I'm. Oh, that's right. Much he was up. texting progress reports on how I was doing. What yeah, I, fu- <laughs> I turned I plugged because it died and I had it in the in my car and I took it out and I yeah. plugged it in and it's like <laughs> it was some kind of thing. It says I don't think that Owen is representing Morelia Python Radio in the right way. <laughs> Something no. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's because I, I, I laid Don't down send him to shows anymore or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty- yeah, I, I, yeah, I said something to him and he goes, you know, he says, I'm telling Eric. I'm like, go ahead, you rat bastard. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Okay, was, so f- a few carpet people. So, well, it's funny because it, and, and what you got to remember is it, it, it's Timmy Park, and if you are a reptile person, uh-huh. it's almost like a pilgrimage. You got to do it because you or you got to go to one NARBC show and try to go into one with that, that you know a lot of people that you just, that you have interactions with online. Go to. So I'm excited. Be- go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it's funny because you know I'm Balin's like you want you want to go get lunch. I'm like yeah, I'll go get lunch. So I walk over. I'm like Andrew, um, Hoagies, we're gonna go. Do you want one? He goes yeah, I'll go with you. And then one of his guys turns around and goes, you want to come over and see the lace monitors? And I swear to God, you've seen Andrew. He's a big man. 
I've never seen this man move that quickly. He's like, yes, and he's gone. <laughs> I, mean, it's like, I swear to Christ, he was skipping, okay? He was gone. And I didn't see him for four hours, okay? Wow. He comes back, and he's got this grin on his face from ear to freaking ear. And I'm like, how was it? And he shows me pictures. These monitors are gorgeous. It was one lace monitor normal and a Bellface lace monitor. And I'm telling you right now, that's a $5,000 monitor and a $10,000 monitor. Whoa. And you got to hold them both, and it's like, that is sick. They look, they're so, you paint that thing a different color, it's a Komodo dragon. So. Wow. And that's that's cool. I see, I can just nerd out on that kind of shit, too. So, but it was so cool. So, Saturday wraps up the show, and we decide we're going to go to some, uh, those ones like Hibachi Japanese places for dinner. Uh-huh. So I go back to the hotel room, and of course I'm still fawning over diamond pythons. And Andrew got himself a peach throat monitor to go with his uh, male and his other female. Oh, cool. And he has a trio of those. So awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're doing that. Oh, and there was a table full of jerky of numerous different animals. So. I did bring home elk jerky, buffalo jerky, alligator jerky, jerky, and ostrich jerky. So okay. I have jerky for Carpet Fest. Okay. <laughs> so, cool. Uh, <laughs> Last year we had salmon, vodka. This now year we, we have jerky. jerky. Yeah, alligator jerky. Right. Keep up with it. If you were sitting so, on the fence, I mean, if you were on the fence about whether or not you're coming to Carpet Fest or not, the fact that we have that jerky, should over. that should I mean, be yeah. the that should just push That's you it. over the. It should ostrich I mean, jerky at that. I mean, come jerky. on. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> freakishly large bird has been murdered <laughs> and turned into jerky. It's pretty much a dinosaur, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what do you want me? What do you, what what else can I do for you people? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we all go to the restaurant, and you know it's fun. Everybody's eating like freaking hogs. Uh, and then we all go back to uh, the Bananas Bar, which is the bar that's attached to the convention center. That seems to be the thing for Tinley, is that uh, you kind of break off and go wherever you want for dinner and have dinner with whoever you want. But then after dinner, everybody kind of meets back at Bananas. So right. like everybody eventually, you might not even start drinking there, but at one point during the night, you, you go to Bananas. So Yes. Um, so we're there. And, of course, I didn't go to the U.S. ARC auction. Um, I wanted to, but I was in, you know, look at my pretty diamond pythons mode. So from what I hear, they did a fantastic job. And they raised uh, 100, over $100,000 for yes. U.S. ARC. Um, yes. And I know that Terry and Todd donated a zebra head exanic as well as uh, I think it was a drum top from one of the Slayer shows that the entire band had autographed. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. I'm sitting there and I'm like, Eric would have bid on both of these things. So (laughs) (laughs) I have an exanic zebra. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Heads are too low end for me, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Unless it craps diamonds, I don't want it. Yeah, oh, too low no. end. 
Anyway, um, that's cool. So then we go back to bananas, and you know it's a fun time. That's cool. Yeah, I remember when we were there uh, in October. Um, yeah, I got to hang out with. Uh, I don't know if you were with me or not, but we, I was hanging out with Darian Whitaker. And um, yeah, well, oh no, no, that was at the auction. I don't know where I was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you went, but like having a beer with him. Oh man, that was that was cool. You know, uh, yeah. you know, a guy that. I mean, it's so weird. Like at his house, he has the silver peppered inlands from well, my favorite carpet morph of all time, and. He gets to stare well, at him. Something and... Peter was telling me is apparently Peter Birch at his uh, in his snake room. He has a, a wild, loose diamond python that lives in his snake room. <laughs> so, like every couple of months, oh, wow. he like looks up and he look. He every once every couple of months, he says he looks up and there he is hanging out in the rafters. And he goes, oh, pulls him down, checks him out, puts him back up in the rafters, and then he won't see him again for a couple of months. And I'm like, well, duh, he's there. He goes, yeah, because my my rodent building is underneath my snake building. I'm like, of course he's there. He smells it. <laughs> Can't find it, but he knows it's here. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. I mean, the oh, fact that cool. you just walk outside, be like, oh, a wild diamond python. Hello. I mean, that's you know, awesome. We find a we find a garter snake in our backyard, so we're like, oh my god, herpetology. Wee! You know, <laughs> he's tripping over diamond pythons. But, yeah, and some of his uh, some of his videos, he goes like in his he's he's out in his yard, and there goes a diamond python across the yeah <laughs> across so the it, lawn. It, I'm telling you, it, it going to Tinley Park is by far one of the most fun things. So at the end of Saturday, which I didn't want to leave the bar, I really didn't. But Andrew and I decided that we were going to skip going to the show on Sunday because the show only lasts till like four and it opens at 11 uh we were going to just go home because he wanted to get home for something i had to get home because i had work on monday so it was one of those things where it's like might be better just to do it so if you are going to tinley park my suggestion to everybody is to take off friday saturday sunday and monday this way you can go to the show friday saturday and sunday sleep (laughs) <laughs> and then get up early and drive at home on Monday is the best way to do it. Because I know of a lot of people who were leaving when the show ended on Sunday to go home. Right. Unless you're flying, that's a long drive to do. So yeah, I would well, suggest it that way. Yeah, it was it was weird because. Um... When we went to we we went in October, Matt suggested mm-hmm. that, and uh, at first I was kind of like, oh, "We're gonna leave, we're gonna stay an extra day." But man, what a it helped. Yeah, I don't know, it it's really just <laughs> so much better. I mean, you know? I mean, I think didn't we? Because Andrew and I left Chicago at seven a.m. We were gonna try to get out and go really early, but that alarm went off, and I'm pretty sure both our bodies forbid it. So <laughs> um, we so we ended up leaving around like six or seven ish, and then uh-huh. we rolled into his house around I want to say eight o'clock maybe at night, uh-huh. and then I got to your place at like what eight thirty eight forty, yeah something like that. And I was and I was planning on just like you know grabbing some stuff and heading straight home, but then you started distracting me with things, so. <laughs> 
There's no such thing as yeah, a you... quick stop to your house. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because then uh, Zach came by, and uh, I actually wanted to uh, get your guys' opinion on um, some of my females. You know, I still second guess myself, type of thing. And uh, yeah, it was funny. I opened up the tub. You're like, uh, duh. <laughs> uh, man, what did I do? Yep. Did I lose you? Oh, there you are. No, I'm not uh, here. So it's, it's one of those things where I'll never know my females are gravid, but it's one of those things where if somebody was to somebody else were to come in, it's freaking obvious. So weird thing though, that. just we, just on a side note, weird thing is that um, have you ever had a gravid female take food? Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. You gotta remember because, we feed over we feed over here. Yeah. Typically though, like when my girls are gravid, they don't they don't take food. But the caramel girl, she took food, which kind of was I mean, she looks like she has scale separation. But you know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. I I offered her a small rat today and she took it, but I don't know. I'm Some still do. going with the fact that I believe that she's uh gravid. Whereas a uh, all the other ones that we uh, thought were, um, they they all refused. So, okay, so that's, a good, that's sign. a good sign. Yeah. So, so I added some. Uh, you know, I usually add spaglin moss to the. Uh, just I put it straight in the tub, and yeah, they you know go to town, just make the whole mm-hmm. the whole thing uh, pretty much a nest box. Awesome. So, well, that's cool. Uh, so we got uh, diamond pythons in the collection now, and uh, you took my pair of malukins. Um, I did. So really, I did. the only <laughs> the only scrubs I really have left are Halmahera. I have a Halmahera pair and a and a barneck female, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm still on the fence with. Uh, I I really just I don't know. I, I it, you know it's like it 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 kind of. You kind of have to phase, focus, you grab it, you know, it's one of those. Yeah, things. I guess so. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like I would never really put the work in that be successful with those. You know what I mean? Like I'm too focused right. on other things. Um, well, but it, maybe that's like, what, you know, obviously they're, they're, they're not a push button, easy animal. And you have a bunch of animals that are, you know, desire your attention and of course the carpets are always going to be your bread and butter and but i see you drifting more and more towards the you know <clears throat> short tails and the bloods that yeah i mean you. <laughs> yeah i uh it's funny while you were at tinley um i got to stop at, at matt's place and i don't know what was different about this trip but um you actually paid attention <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, I, I I think what it is is like the more times that you that you you see stuff, I, it was kind of the yeah. same way at your at your place. First couple times you go, there's so many many things that you're trying to like absorb it all, so you you really only remember like one thing, and then like right. you know the next time you go, you might you might see it, something else, and it it's you like know, watching, continues. It's like watching the same movie over and over again. You notice different things because now you're yeah, different details yeah everything else yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so well <laughs> it's funny 
uh, I show well what Matt Matt uh, his rodent supplier um, brings him rodents on uh, Saturday, so mm-hmm. she he does uh, live, so uh, I I just. I started getting a few lives, especially for some of the bloods and short tails that I have. Cause I don't know, it just, it seems like it's just easier when they're kind of like starting out. Um, and then it, they're slowly switching over, but it just seems like it's, uh, you know, simpler. So anyway, uh, I go and I pick up the stuff and of course, <laughs> of course there's never, it just like you just said, there's never in and out, you know what I mean? You can't just show up mm-hmm. and, and then just roll out. But, um, he uh, he had showed me uh, he had showed me this uh, blood python that he picked up at Hamburg, and I remember when he picked it up, it was freaking gorgeous. But mm-hmm. now that he's put some size on it, oh my god, good lord, this thing was just amazing. I mean, just freaking amazing. I I can't describe it. Um. And of course we, you know, we Googled at the chondros and whatnot, but I don't know. I guess like when I go to somebody else's spot, I, I don't know. I just, I, the, <laughs> chondros are cool, but I don't, I, they don't capture my eyes the way other things do. I guess maybe because I'm so, maybe I'm so used to seeing them. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. But, uh, I go to match to stuff I don't have. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. It's- <laughs> I was saying before the show, it's like pretty much between the three of us, we're going to have almost every species of python uh, that you can get pretty soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's I, uh, I picked up a few new things. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you right. also a, got uh, – what, what did you get? Uh, 1.1 uh, captive born and bred gold-faced white-lipped babies from Steve Tillis. Because nice. I, I kind of sat down a couple of weeks ago uh-huh. and did a quick assessment on projects here and which ones are successful and which ones are not. And right. you know, I would love for to say that every project is successful, but it is not. So you can come to a point where you got to realize, is it the males? Is it the females? Is it the way they're set up? Is it this? Is it that or the other thing? And it kind of seemed like a lot of the factors about some of the things that weren't successful over here are because we're dealing with animals that were either wild caught as adults or brought in as juveniles or were not raised in house. Um, so what I decided to do is that we're restarting the white lip projects. Um, Cause I mean, you've seen my gold face white lips. There's, there's three 10 foot animals that were, wild caught as juveniles or adults. One of them is an allegedly captive born and bred. They're over 10 years old. So it's just right. something I don't think is the best shot for me. Right. So, of course, Tillis shows up with two, with captive born and bred gold face white lips. And I know for a fact that they are. I remember the eggs and stuff right. like that. So I just, I just, bit. so I got them. They're gorgeous. The theme has these weird black scales, like speckling, like a Macross python. And I have no right. idea what that means. And I don't want to talk about it too much because then, you know, I sound like a dinker project. 
So <laughs> nice. So, but it, it it's one of those things where it's a conscious effort that you know, um, it does mean getting rid of adult white lips, and it does mean that we're probably going to be away from attempting to breed four or five years. But I think it gives us a better shot. So. Absolutely. I, I, I got a question. Well, this is kind Go of a question it. just in general. Get your thoughts on this, and then I guess I'll maybe think out loud when I uh, uh, ask it. But what do you do? Like, I, I, I have such a hard time um, letting go of stuff. What do you do when you're – okay, I'll use this as an example. So mm. – I breed a albino jag to a zebra head albino. I get albino jags and zebra jags, uh, head albino or albino zebra jags. When do you like let go of those adults and move up your stock or? Do you think most breeders keep that, those animals? I think there are some that will cut and there are some that do not. And I don't want to be the guy who cuts the, cuts the nose despite my face, who sends out a proven breeding male because his kid is now ready to breed. And then say the kid has a bad year or, you lose the one, and then now you're in trouble. Like, well, let's just say that let's say on a project you hold back two point two. I guess yeah. probably albino like morphs like that is probably a bad example, but well, let's let's do it this way. Um, I raised Talon and Trinity together from babies. Right, Red Talon and Trinity got Echo, and Echo is still here, but Talon is still here too. And Echo has proven himself last year as a proven male, and he's produced uh, good-looking animals. Right. And Talon has had nothing to do the past two years because Echo has been doing it. So Echo is breeding with another female this year. But I have this giant female that I haven't been able to get anybody to breed with. No one wants to touch her. Threw Talon in there, and he's been breeding with her nonstop. If I had well, Alan, I would have had no no egg there. So it's like, well, let me ask you this though. I, let, let let's use your caramel project because this is probably yeah, closer yeah. to what I'm talking about. So your original yeah. pair of caramels, will you hold yeah. on to them for what? Yeah, yeah. You you will. Yeah, well, because with the mixtures of things, sometimes it's just good to have normal base stock. I mean. I, sometimes I get into the point where it's like, well, I can't breed this animal with these, 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 because that's jag to jag, and I don't like doing that. So sometimes it's good to have the normals or the bases or the bare bones of it, because then you can use them. Basically, you got the animal, plug it in there. You know. Yeah, but, I, well, I guess, like, I look at it as, why would I breed a zebra head albino when I can get just all albinos by breeding albino to albino? I guess, I guess my that's, ultimate that's, goal that's is to work with my own stock. Exactly. But the, the different thing with you is 
and, and with albino in general, is that it's a recessive. I'm talking, right. you know, you kind of open the gates a little bit more when you have something like a codom gene. Or because, you know, I don't like doing jack-jack. So if I want super caramel, if I want to breed my super caramel jag female, I can breed her to a bunch of stuff. But if I want to just throw another, to get another batch of super caramel jags, I, I can't breed her to my caramel jag. I can't breed her to my super caramel jag. I can breed her to my caramel. Right. If, if I, I had another super caramel, I could. But it, it, so it's good to sometimes have just the base bone things. Now, would I replace my caramel male with a super caramel? Probably. But am I going to sell my caramel male? Not unless I get like so bogged down with no open cages and stuff that I got to trim the fat. If it comes down to that. But what I'd probably do is I'll keep it for caramel and keep my caramel. Male. He just won't do anything for a few years. It just sit, it just live, just be in a bin, just in case. It's always good to have backup hitters. It really is, because well, half yeah, the time your half the time, I mean, you know, you had the map out of the season, but and something goes up, something goes wrong. She didn't like him. He didn't like her. He won't breed. It, it's always good to have backup hitters. So, well, yeah, typically in a project, typically with me in particular, um, if I have a project, I have a couple ways to get at the same result you know um caramel caramel granites would be uh would be an example of that so i have a female caramel het granite i have a female caramel het granite jag i have Mm. uh a caramel het granite male i have a granite jag male so you know, when you're talking about that car, like for instance, if 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 I wanted to make s- super caramel granites, uh, I could do that by putting that caramel het granite to the caramel het granite. Um, mm-hmm. Or if I wanted to make super caramel, uh, you know, granite jags, I could do that too with that same pairing, but just using the caramel um, het granite jag um but if 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 that didn't work i always have the granite jag and with caramel being incomplete dominant you know i'll still be able to get at least hopefully you know providing that the odds work out but a shot at a caramel granite jag so there's there's a bunch of different options i'm just saying like i wonder when i'm trying to figure out like you know i i don't want to have seller's remorse and I think about like Citrus Tiger project is probably something like that. Like wanting to plug stuff into that, you know, mm-hmm. is, you know, do I really need 5.5 Citrus Tigers? Probably, probably not. 2.1 to me. 1.1. 1.1, yeah. Just 1.1 uh, to me. And then you're at a reasonable number. Yeah. Makes total sense. I don't know. Yes, and then, you know, uh, so. But yeah, I get your point. And my thing is, is that I would, I would be the idiot who, the second the offspring is proven, sells uh-huh. one of the parents, and then really needs it the next year. If I well, had sold talent, I would have been screwed this year when it comes to what to do with Layla. I mean, 
then maybe I, I might get eggs. There'll be no coastal jag, but I think if I was doing just straight, um, just straight carpet pythons, no morphs involved. I think that the I would be very reluctant to sell that animal, um, as opposed to if it was a morph, if that makes yeah. sense. So my M Pen Coastal female, I, pff, I'm not letting go of her because there, there's a there's a bunch of things that I can plug in um, for selective breeding well, as far as coastal goes. Right, and to be honest, if you sell a female. Uh huh. You sell an adult female, you're stupid. Half the time. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah. The other half of the time, it's and actually there was a question that was asked at Tinley. It's like, uh, you know, are you guys ever afraid? Somebody asked me, Howard Dish, are you guys ever afraid of selling gravid females? And I go, nope. And then he goes, why not? I'm like, I don't. If I'm selling a female, she isn't. I don't sell her till July. So <laughs> like, he goes, really, July? I'm like, yeah. I'll maybe put her up for sale in July. Sometimes I'll wait till September. She ain't leaving if she's got eggs in her. I mean, that's one of those things where if there's even a hint of eggs, not happening. Right. So, but it's almost like with a lot of things you want to establish, you want to establish a bloodline. And, of course, with a bloodline, your better animals will come out and eventually replace the parents. And I always think that if you are breeding, you want to always have in a conscience, you know, in the back of your head that your adult animals will not be here forever. You know, it, uh, my biggest fear is selling every single animal that my one animal is involved in and produces. And then when he or she dies, not having anything to continue the bloodline for myself. Uh, that's happened a few times where I had an unexpected death, um, where I didn't have any babies from that pair. Uh, Sophie is one of them. And, you know, my, my, my really, 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 really big coastal, who I had no idea how old she was. She laid one clutch for me, which was 52 eggs and we hatched them and I sold them all every last one. Right. And then she had a clutch after that, which was 45 eggs, where they were all slugs. And then a year later, had complications and ended up passing. And it's like, God, I wish I'd kept like just two females just to see if they got the size their mother did, if they could be like just these monster coastals or something like that. Um, would have been awesome. So it's almost like I would encourage people to have holdbacks, but, you know, also do what's best for your breeding program and not just to ditch an adult animal once it becomes potentially obsolete in a morph potential because you never know when you're going to need it or want it. So, yeah, I tried yeah, doing I, I guess long-term, I, I, long-term, like try doing long-term breeding loans. If I have an animal, like I contemplated a few times sending pyro and talent out to go breed someplace else to someone else's animals who you might not have an animal like Pyro or Talon, and then I at least still get some babies out of it, plus they're doing something for the year and maybe less my food bill. I mean, I've thought about it. I haven't done it because don't very untrustworthy of people, but it's one of those things. It's one of those ways <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah. can 
you're different. You'd have to be so, very uh, inner circle. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. one of things where now I open up a cage and I retain ownership of an animal. I can't do anything with it. Like uh, right now you have my ivory jag, Luna. I yeah. couldn't do anything with Luna. I have no male in my collection that I think would complement her correctly. You have the ivory jungle from Ted, from Mike Curtin. Yes. Well, I would like if I if I were to pick one animal that I probably would beat you with a stick and take. He's one of them. There are many, but he was definitely one of them. So, yeah, and it's one of those we're doing a loan thing where you actually have Luna now because she'll be ready to go next year. I say next year, even though she's probably bigger than some of your breeding females right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, by the way, she is. <laughs> I, I know she is. I saw them, yeah. and I'm like, holy. Yeah. Crap! I'm a monster. So it's it's one of those things where you know it's something that you and I can do together to make some quality animals. Uh, It's a fun project to think about when it comes out of, and you know I don't have to sit here with Luna for another year of nothing to do. Well, yeah, I did that with uh, I did that with Matt. Um, with the uh, the Borneo, um, he has I'm my blood uh, next year. Send the female Borneo. <laughs> he has a female Borneo that produced that uh, what we call the Halloween bright um, yeah. from Juan. And uh, he's he well he I, I checked her out when I was there, and uh, he said that uh, you know she's headed in the right directions, not quite uh, quite there, but. Uh, you know, things are looking good. Um, there was one male that was supposed to go uh, with her, but uh, we revamped and uh, did did a different one. But, uh, you know, I was saying to him, like, <laughs> there's no point of me taking her because I don't have a male <laughs> available. Well, and, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and plus, too, he has such killer stock that, you know, we you know, it can really, I mean, that female's really nice and, uh, mm-hmm. we can really make some really, really, you know, really nice Borneos. Um, so why not? That just seems silly, you know, not to, uh, to do that, you know, cause you're, I think, I think at least for me, you have to be inner circle with me in order for me to, to do that. But it's not like I would run out and, and do Well, exactly. Uh oh. Oh no! Oh, here, what? Oh, oh no! I couldn't what? hear you. You dropped out there for a minute. Oh no! Oh, so I think I just got good. muted. All right, okay. All right. <laughs> no, I didn't mute no, you. I'm no, not no. even looking. No, no, no. I, I'm not no, even no, sitting no. at my computer. What oh. The heck. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, Zach has that, uh, he has a female, uh, jungle that, mm. um, she throws some really, really nice stripes, probably not the brightest, you know, jungle that's out there, but I mean, whoo, the black dude, the black is so black. And I think that's where people miss the mark when it comes to, uh, jungles. I think it's easier to add the yellow, but to have that clean mm. black oh, dude, you know, Anyway, uh, I I sent my mail because I don't have a female ready, but like Stripe Jungles is a project that that's 
near and dear to my heart and you know why not take advantage of that so yeah definitely i mean that's just one of those things you if you can do it if you know enough people that are working together and you guys can reach an agreement and work side by side do it definitely i mean yeah breeding loans help a lot of people and it's one of those where all right, I've scoured all over the place to try to find a, a mate for this animal that complements it. I found it. It belongs to this guy. So, right. you know, maybe we can hatch out a deal. Now, I will say that the second you start having success breeding, people tend to come out of the woodwork to try to get you to breed their shit for them. Um, no. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. It's, funny, it's funny as hell. Because uh, at the last Hamburg, I'm there and I'm working behind a table and some guy comes out of nowhere and I have no idea who this guy is. And he goes, do you have Maclots pythons? And I go, no, I do not. Um, they're breeding right now. Uh, I don't know what's happening. We'll see what's up. I actually had Eric Kohler's Maclots python female under the table because he and I were doing a breeding loan because his Maclots male just isn't working for him. And uh, Glitch had already gotten pixel rabbit so i figure why not so i actually had a maclot and he goes um so this is this guy says well uh you know anybody who'd have any i'm like well try calling ryan young he goes i just uh, i got off the phone with ryan uh two days ago and uh he didn't have any right now i'm like that's a shame you should have some more later and then he goes well i'm going to send my maclot to you and i'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> not really looking to buy anymore. And he goes, no, you breed it, bring it back. I'm like, uh. He goes, well, that or I, you know, or Ryan's going to send me one of his mails. And all I could think about was, I really doubt that's going to happen. But um, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, who are you again? Did you even give me a name? And he goes, I'm so-and-so. Uh, so I'll send my female to you. You breed it. And then this way we know uh, between the three of us selling them, like, who the hell is the three of us selling? What the hell is happening here? And it's, <laughs> you know, then we all know where the bloodlines came from. I'm like, who are you? I mean, that happens. Now, sometimes that happens, and most of the time that happens via email, internet. Very rarely does it happen face to face. Sometimes it happens face to face. But it's like, what? So I would say that if you're going to try to do a breeding loan, try to get to know the person first. Then maybe yeah. ask them later. I mean, well, it's weird. I don't know how you are, but like, uh, I'm, I'd be very well, cautious of bringing animals cautious. into my collection, you know, yeah. without. Oh, dear Lord. But the other thing I'm, the other thing that I'm cautious about is that, you know, Hey, you know, somebody says, you know, can I breed with your super caramel? I'm almost like, I almost get insulted as like a no. What makes you think you can use the thing that I've been working hard to get or spend a lot of money to buy for free? Like, you know, you want a super caramel, they're on the table. You want to buy one, go ahead. Now you can do whatever you want with it. But don't think just because I'm right here and I've had success that, I'm willing to allow you to use my animal for free. Now, I have offered animals for stud fee, but I'm telling you right now, 
my stud fees are so ridiculously high <laughs> um, that it's almost <laughs> like you don't you let you should just go out and buy the animal. You really should. Um, yeah. I have horrific demands just because it keeps people away from wanting to do it. Uh, and then when I usually, the thing is I offer a breed, if, if I do a breed loan with a friend, there's no charge, there's no nothing. It's, we're going to split the clutch 50, 50, and then we're going to go our separate ways. You take your half of the babies and do whatever the hell you want with them. And I'll take my half of the babies and do whatever the hell I want with them. Right. We'll take the animals that we own and then we're done. If we really like right. it, we'll probably do another pairing in a few years. But that's it. Um, there's no like, oh, we'll sell them and then split the profits because that pisses people off because they never go the right way or they never sell for the price you originally intended for them to sell or, uh, you know, it, it, uh, one or two really good yeah, babies decide yeah. they don't want to eat and die. So it's I would it. split the babies. Immediately. You immediately split the baby. They hatch, yeah. you split. So then everybody can do what they do to their own babies. And there's no problem. None. Right. So huh. that's the way it goes. Um, the, but it, it, it's like for, for one of my stud fees, you owe me a certain amount of money for the ability to use my mail. I get half of the clutch. And if my mail dies or something like that, you owe me for this year's clutch as well as the next year's potential clutch. Because wow. it takes me about a year to get a male to breeding size, and I have to replace him now. See, once I tell people that, they don't want to do a stud fee anymore. So um, <laughs> I just tell them, no, screw off. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'd be. I'm very nervous about um, bringing animals into my collection that I am not able to see the other, the person's collection that I'm bringing it from. I'm also you know I mean? sending my animals places. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, unless I can physically see that person's collection and how they keep, uh, other than that, uh, no, I, I wouldn't trust it. But if ultimately you, you know, if you can work it out and it is somebody you trust or a friend or whatever, and it takes the project that much further, uh, you know, then I'm telling you, man, if, if, if we have success with those striped jungles, oh man, they're going to be killer. Me and Zach are going to be arm wrestling for what, you know, <laughs> the, the, uh, I'm telling so, you, so you start working your right arm right now. That's why we're both going to the gym, you know. That's where we're at. We're both at the gym, pumping it up, getting ready, getting ready for the arm wrestle. No, we got a deal worked out. I I don't even remember what it is, and quite honestly, it doesn't even really matter. It's not like Zach is going to take you to the cleaners now. Admitted on air, you have no idea what the agreement. Well, it's written down somewhere in one of our messages back and forth. I can't remember if I wanted a female or wanted a male. I think whatever it was. Whatever I wanted, he wanted the opposite, and I can't remember. I signed a blank piece of paper and left it with Zach. Oh, <laughs> so it's like you know, Zach. But I think that this contract, I get all striped animals, and you get their. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! I Eric think the way the we MCA worked it out show. is, whatever, whatever the uh, 
uh, whatever the sex that he wanted, I wanted the opposite, like first pick. So you would go through, you'd sex the clutch. Let's just mm-hmm. say for a sake of argument that he wants a male, which I think that's what he wanted, but I'm not sure. And I think I wanted a female. So first male, he would get the pick. First female, I'd get the pick. And then we'd go through okay. and split it. Well, yeah. what, so it worked what, out. What, it worked out well. I did. I think it was. I have to open up the copy book and turn to page sixty-two uh, in order to find out what the uh, what I need. Bring <laughs> the magic copy book. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> On hither. <laughs> come hither, the copy book. My quill, please. Thank you. Light the candles. Anyway, the I think it was. What year was that, Cass? That was two years ago now, right? What's that? I cast. That was like two years ago, right? Yes. Okay. So two years ago, I did a, the breeding with Jason Balin. He sent me an original line tiger male. Yes. And I chucked him to Trinity. Ooh, Trinity is some tiger blood in her somewhere, and she's throwing some good stripes. And it was it was a good group. It was a good group of tigers. Actually, Balin kept two of them. Um. So when they hatched, I got them feeding and whatever. And then when I cast came down the road, I brought the entire clutch down after I had sexed them. And what we did is I said, the boys over here and the girls over here. And he said, well, you did the incubating, you did the breeding, you get first pick. So what we did is we started with the girls and I grabbed one girl. He grabbed one girl. I grabbed one girl. He grabbed one girl. We did that the entire way till the girls were gone. Right. Cause they're all in deli cups. And then we did the same thing with the boys. I started again with the boys. So I think I ended up That's getting like two extra tigers or something than him. But right. he still got some good animals. And then that was it. Um, I took mine home. He took his home. That's a good so, idea. I think he actually sold one at um, I can't. I no, really? came up asking about <laughs> Yeah, If I remember, somebody came up asking and asking and asking about tigers. And he ended up selling one. And it was funny because for like the next two years, that guy would post something up and be like, look at my beautiful tiger from Jason Balin. And Jason, the first comment would be Jason going, Owen helped too. Or like, Owen was the most helped too. <laughs> <Give> <laughs> so Owen I'm, like, I'm like, thank you. It's like, uh. <laughs> so it was one of those things where um, uh, it was it was just funny. But so, I mean, obviously breeding loans can be done. It's just, first off, don't be insulted if the other guy says no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. understand you're asking a lot. Um, but also, it's one of those things where if it's a rarer animal, it's almost like some breeding ones just have to happen a bunch of times. Uh, it, it, it And it happens a lot with chondros. They, they're doing breeding ones all over the place. Which really surprises because me because they're kind it of... Doesn't, uh... It doesn't surprise me because... They're so hung up on lineage. How else are you going to get new blood in there? Yeah, but they're so. It's funny when I was listening to GTP Keeper Radio. Mm. This is why I appreciate why I appreciate Bill so much because he brings that perspective from. He's more of like you know he deals with a bunch of different types of pythons. So when he looks mm. at a chondro, to me it seems like he looks at it as it's just a it's just a it's just a green python that perches on a stick. Whereas those guys on a stick. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys really, well, the past show they had, it was all girls. It was a girl round table, which by the way, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, you should check it out. Um, But 
I, the cool thing about when you do the round table, as you know from us doing the round tables, is that you're not always going to agree. And you just hear no. some people's like thoughts and you're kind of like, you know, what, <laughs> what, you know, and then other things you're like, wow, I never would have thought of that, you know, and, and vice versa. They'll probably think the same thing, but it just seems like when, um, people with chondros just like, it just seems that, that, that like diehard chondro people, that's all they keep is chondros and, mm -hmm. They're just like a magical snake or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not making. I'm not, it sounds like I'm making fun of them. I'm not insulting them. I'm not making fun of them. It's just that they're very, you know, what's what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say more educated, more snake nerdy. I don't. I don't know what the right word is to put it, but they're just, you know, it's 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 not just like you put two snakes together and they breed type of thing when in reality it probably is that way but right yeah you know i don't know not, so it just seems that they would be very particular with allowing that type of thing in or out of their collection you know but you're right yeah. i i do i do see it but you know i don't know if you have like a blue mite phase chondro <laughs> are you just gonna let that go out into somebody else's no. collection? You know what I mean? No, you're <laughs> I mean, I'm just, yeah. you're I like mean, a. It's like yeah. I, I mean, just... I I felt weird even when you and I started doing the show. Is we're talking about snakes and stuff, and you're like, I got this, this, and this. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, well, I could send my mail up there. It's like you know, I almost like was doing that, but it's like you can't do that. You can't just be like, well, I got a boy. <laughs> He's yeah, trash compared to what you got, but <laughs> <he's a male. laughs> right. So, I uh, it's it's one of those things where you kind of can't help help yourself sometimes. So I almost feel like if you're not on the same equal plane as the other breeder, like say I'm just getting started, right? I have like four carpet pythons. Don't go into a show and expect that because you're offering your male services to somebody else's um, that they're going to jump at it. And, you know, and, and it's kind of like, I would almost say, don't even offer just, just don't. Um, yeah. But now if the breeder comes up to you and says, you know, I've been doing this for a while. Uh, I've been looking for a male that kind of like what you got, or say you bought this boy and I was looking at him. Um, would you be interested in doing a breeding loan? You know, I'd say it'd be something you might want to consider because not right. only will it help kind of bring you into the community a little bit, you know, now you've got this expert who is probably a little bit more versed than you are when it comes to breeding snakes, wanting to help you out pretty much, giving you half a clutch. Yeah, this would be... It's funny you say that a little more versed in breeding snakes. It's this will be my what four, third year, third year. That's <laughs> Third year breeding, but yeah. I've learned so much in those three years. You know, doing the show, talking to breeders is is uh, you know has helped me tremendously. But I think that there's something that can't be compared to hands-on experience of watching your females go through, uh, you know, 
the breeding season. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. You like, I, I see. You know, I bring, I'll bring up uh, Matt again. I, I, I look at like how one of the things that I'm learning from him and watching what he does as far as breeding, he kind of like really pinpoints when the female goes, and then the female yeah. kind of will go the following year at the same time. You know what I mean? So right. it kind of like directs him, and he has like a system that he does and whatnot. And uh, you know, I, I just think that. Uh, you know, those little, little things and, and, and like watching your female and observing, uh, you know, what she does. Like for instance, you know, it was weird. I never saw this before, but it was, mm. I was talking to Chris Salemi and, uh, he was messaging me, showing me uh, the pictures are on Facebook now, but his females was, was twisted like a pretzel. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like really goofy position. And he's like, yeah, this female's going to lay. And, uh, you know, sure enough, like five o'clock in the morning, there's a message on my phone that says, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, the girl, the female laid and he said that she was breathing heavy, but you know, these are all cues that, um, you know, the female puts off that he picks up on, you know, and it's just weird. And and you know, your animals at a certain point and, you know, there yeah. are certain things that you will notice that is wrong and isn't, you know, or isn't in their normal behavior. So, yeah. All yeah, right. it's... Um, uh, what was, what, oh, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Because I typed. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! I can't type. Why can't we ever do things, two things at one time? Yeah, I don't know. It's very difficult when you're when yeah. you're doing. It. If you have a guest, then it's a lot easier. But when you don't have a guest, I know because then, then we just ignore each other. And I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Uh, let's see. Let me look at my notes here. <sighs> so we talked about the Tinley Park. Is this going to be? Uh, are we going to be headed out to the March show next year to vend? Is that is this how it's going to go? We're going to be. Uh, March I, and October. I think, I think we should. What I'm going to yeah. do is I'm going to send you in a truck, and I will fly, and I will meet you there. <laughs> so, okay. Dead serious. Dead serious. I hate uh, Indiana. So <laughs> <laughs> that much, huh? It really, it really, it really. First off, because when you're driving in Pennsylvania. Um, it's one of the things where it's like, oh, I, I recognize these things. I go to Pittsburgh and stuff a lot. So I know the, I know the drive, I know the tunnels, I know the scenery. Oh, it's really cool. It's really awesome. And then, you know, you get to Ohio and after a certain point, Ohio is just flat and nothing. And then you get to Indiana and you figured out, you could see the curve of the earth. So it's even flatter. And it's got nothing, no scenery, just, I know that also I went in like winter, fall, or, you know, in winter, pre-spring, there's no foliage, there's no leaves in the trees, and all this other stuff, it just seemed drab and endless, because you don't get to, you don't get to Tinley Park until, I mean, most of your drive is, most of our drive, our drive, is Pennsylvania and Indiana. I mean, you spend very little time in Ohio, and once you get into Illinois, you're like uh, 
30, 40 minutes away from Zimley Park. So yeah. it's like all of a sudden you cross over into the uh, Central Standard Time, you cross over to Illinois, and then you hit Zimley Park. So, right. So it's just one of those things where – because I flew last time, and it was, get on plane, land, <laughs> get off plane, welcome to Chicago. <laughs> so, well, well, hopefully, uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully when we uh, we head down to Texas, um, Arlington, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be out. getting on a plane, and that's it. Yeah. No animals, no nothing. But that yeah. that'll be cool. Uh, the, uh, the and I was talking to Todd and them, and I was trying to get them to come to Carpet Fest, and uh, they were very interested in Carrie's. Like, uh, so there's a West Coast one, right? I said yes, and he goes, "So who goes?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And he's like, "So it would just be me and Nick sitting around." I'm like, "Maybe it'll be fun." <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's when he yeah. started cracking up. So it's like, and then I told him, "I'm like, you just come to the East Coast one too." And Todd's like, "I like that idea." So I'm like, Todd. Please come to the East Coast one. It'd be great. So um, we'll see if I can get them to come out. If not, we're going to have to go to the West Coast one eventually at some point. But well, this year I don't know well, about you, my friend, but uh, I'm going to be headed to the West Coast one for sure. I told you this is the year of uh, NPR traveling. Uh, this is why. This is why we need to talk to Howard and we need to get the cardboard cutouts of you and me. Because I could have taken your same. cardboard cutout with me. It would have been because I was like, it would have been delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure so you would have had some kind of comical thing. No, um, are you kidding me? Of course. Cardboard yeah. cutout Eric has been at the trash can all day. So, I mean. <laughs> Did yeah, I lose I, you again? I mean, I, I'm, excited for, I'm excited for Texas. That would be fun. Yeah. Texas is uh is a there's there's a lot of cool um carpet people down there in Texas. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, I think I think we're gonna going have to... some sort that? of table. I think we're gonna have some sort of table. I think. I thought we'd be uh, I thought we'd be hanging out on Bill's table with some t-shirts and some other crap. Something like that. But we will be there as like I don't want to say a vendor, but something along those lines. No animals, yeah. but uh, no, you know, push NPR. Well, we could ship a few animals down to Bill. Easy. <laughs> you know, yeah, do whatever do you want, man. <laughs> whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> well, I mean, if you and I send one box of animals, that would fill up one tier, and there we go. Yeah, I guess we could do that. I don't know. Tom would be, yeah, getting, we'll, we'll Tom would be getting displays. We'll talk about this. We'll do it. We'll, be, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. discuss. If not, we'll just have a table, and we'll have Eric sitting at the table. We'll decide this is please talk to me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll switch roles so that you can be Eric. Oh, yeah. and I'll be Owen. Well, I told you the last time we went to Timmy, I wanted to mark our name tags. I wanted you to be Mark O'Shea. And me to be Steve Irwin, <laughs> but you wouldn't let. Right. So uh, it's yeah. like you know. Uh, that's great. Doing all my damn fun. Uh, you know, you know how many times I had to tell people this, such a uh, party this weekend. Exceed dick. Uh, you know how many times this weekend I had to tell people I can't. I told Eric I'd behave. I mean, it's like <laughs> five times, like a day, 
I had to be like, no. I, I told Eric I'd behave. I would yeah. do that. I told him I'd be good. <laughs> it's like, and that's when Balin was like, "Is your father?" I'm like, "I don't want to talk about it." So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I was telling you before the. Sh- oh yeah, I know. Never mind. Um, never mind. <laughs> Skip that. Skip that. Yeah. Zip the lip. Um, yep. Uh, let's see. What else did I want to hit on? Um, so yeah, we hit on uh, Tinley Park breeding season updates and such. Um, I don't know if you caught the, um, whew, the updates from U.S. Arc, but uh, one thing was is that West Virginia was trying to pass this uh, complete ban. Um, yeah. I think what they did is they did like this crazy list of you know exotic species uh and tried to ban them completely um and they uh, somehow they they got the uh i don't know if it was i don't know the exact story the senators to uh amend the bill change some of the stuff anyway long story short it was a good victory for uh for west virginia because they were able to remove um the uh reptiles from I think crocodilians and venomous is the only thing that they left um, on there. Which I guess if you're uh, in that uh, in West Virginia, I don't know if you necessarily would have a, a place where you could keep a crocodilian. But you know, I I don't I don't know. Um, See, I'm, I'm I'm I know that I don't want to pick it apart and be like you know nobody should own crocs or venomous. But I can say without a doubt, there are very few people that I know of who I would trust with crocs or venomous, including myself. I think I would just to be dead by now. If I kept cobras, I'd be so dead it'd be ridiculous. So, <laughs> yeah. And and I've been yeah. on and I've been a chew toy for crocodiles. I have been gnawed upon. It's not a fun experience. So it's pretty much along the lines of you know. If you have crocs and venomous, and I'm sure you're keeping them correctly and everything like that, um, I would do all I can to fight this. And being a reptile person myself, I would, even though I really doubt there's a lot of people out there I would trust with them, again, still probably sign the petitions and put my hat in your ring to fight against this stuff. But, you know, I uh, <clears throat> hope that they can still keep their stuff. But. Well, I, I yeah, I don't I don't think that they looked at it as a a bad thing necessarily, but I don't know. I guess yeah. with venomous and crocodilians, my thought would be that um, probably similar to my thought with uh, large constrictors is that a permit system is really the way to go. Would be nice, yeah. Which is why I kind of want to talk to Peter because I think that was I uh, see. I think that Australia had it right with the tiered system because apparently. The tier one is like children's pythons and carpet pythons, and you have to stay right. two years at tier one before you can uh-huh. apply for a tier two permit. And your right. tier two is rough scales, green bees, and a few other things. And then right. your third tier is like venomous and crocs and monitors and a bunch of other stuff. I don't even know if I'd ever make it to tier three. I have no you desire to work with crocodilians at all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> none at all. Eric, he's a saltwater crocodile breeder. Yeah. We're all kind of surprised too. So, I mean, I, I love them. I think they're cool, but I have no desire to breed them. 
I yeah. said that I said that at Tinley where it was like, man, what's it like working with all the um, white throat uh, babies? I'm like, they're fantastic. Wonder why they go home. It's like you know, they're so much fun. And then I give them to Andrew, and they leave. And then he tells me, holy <laughs> crap, they blew through an entire bag of rats and stuff like that. I don't have to deal with that. So they are the most fun. It's like everybody who goes, like everybody who says, I love kids. They're usually talking about a kid that isn't theirs and leaves at the end of the day. I mean, you know, or I love dogs. And then they end up getting a dog. And, you know, he. They changed their mind. Anyway. It's <laughs> yeah. people in the crotch. I mean, you know, what do you want from them? So uh, uh, it's just like it's one of those things where it's like it's so much fun because they go away yeah i i really uh like when we went to see andrew's monitors and stuff i enjoyed looking at them i thought they were really really cool and really neat um mm. but uh not something that i would uh would ever Dude, keep his, i can stare at his crock monitor all day but you tell me to take care of that thing i tap out nope done sorry no. bye i mean like, you know <laughs> no you unlock that cage door i'm getting a little antsy Oh. <laughs> yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, so yeah, so so, and then 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 the other update for US Arc was um, another. It was it was a good week for uh, Reptile Podcast, by the way, which is mm-hmm. awesome because it gives me something to listen to while I'm at the gym or driving home, my three hour drive uh, a day. Um, it's, it's quite enjoyable. What the hell? <laughs> anyway, um, the uh, the other one was Reptile Radio, and they had on. Uh, let me get his name. His name was uh, Rick Stanley, and he's a lawyer that works with uh, US Arc. And it was quite interesting okay. to hear him talk, to talk about, uh, you know, I guess that the legal side of of what's going on with the constrictor rule and whatnot. Uh-huh. So apparently. Long story short, I would definitely recommend going over and listen to it because he he talks about the the in in detail with the uh, West Virginia um, uh, ruling, and then he also goes into uh, what their plan of attack is for the uh, the uh, constrictor constrictor ban. And basically, he was saying that the fish and wildlife uh, can't. It it doesn't say anything in the Lacey Act about state to state transportation or, or interstate transportation or shipping Seriously? or anything. Yeah, what it what it basically says is is that we're not allowed to uh, some somewhere with the verbiage it's continental United States. So you can't send those animals to Puerto Rico. You can't send them to Hawaii. You can't send them to Guam, but you can send them throughout the U.S. So it, 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 it's pretty interesting what he was talking about. And, and he was saying that, like, obviously, you know, depending on the judge, it depends on how they view it, uh, you know, obviously. But when you have verbiage like that's written in the Lacey Act, it's pretty straight ahead and pretty clear. Um, and uh, he said that that's that's an angle that they're going for. So, uh, yeah, if if you get it if you get a chance, you should go over. Uh, you can get it on iTunes, just like you can get this uh, radio show, or uh, you can get uh, I say radio show. It's not radio show. It's a podcast. Uh, 
<laughs> We're a podcast and we call it a radio show. Yeah, so, I know. Come on. <clears throat> but uh, you can get it. Uh, I guess iTunes is probably the easiest way. If you go over to the Bush League Breeders Club, you can find it there as well. I'll send you links. They're also on Blog Talk. So if you're on Blog Talk, you can find it there. It's just Reptile Radio. Um, but uh, it's 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 pretty cool. So yeah, that's the uh, the U.S. Arc update. We they raised uh, like you said over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. I think there was some uh, some some big breeders. It was cool to see. I think Kevin McCurley was what I saw on Facebook was ten thousand dollars. So a lot of the people that are saying that these big breeders aren't aren't you know contributing or doing their part. That, that shows you that uh, that they are, um, and uh, I think where are we at eighteen shirts that we sold so far. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. yeah, so that's yeah. that's a, that's good. Um, one more uh, one more shout out I want to give is uh, our good friend Justin Jewelander. Uh, yeah. He's now doing a podcast, and hey. his podcast is called Herpological Discussions. Um, oh. He has a Facebook page where you can uh, – actually, you probably want to – I'll probably have to message this to Andrew, but uh, something that he wants to check out. The second what – he, what he's doing basically is he's taking a research paper, and mm. he's sort of like giving you the Cliff Notes version of the research paper. Um, right. And uh, he he do, he puts it in, in in you know in layman's terms that uh, you know that 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 the average Herber could understand. Um, but so far he's done three of them. He did uh, Daniel Natusha's uh, paper that he came in and talked about uh, on our show about um, the different right. uh, green trees. Uh, and the uh, genetic testing that they done on them, and uh, he talked about uh, Woma habitat, uh, which was cool. And then the other one was I forget what kind of monitor it was, but it was monitor um, and uh, how they're using their uh, barrows um, uh, for eggs and such uh, was mm-hmm. pretty cool. So well, it, uh, and Andrew was explaining this to me. Apparently, a lot of monitors. Bust open termite mounds to lay your eggs in there because the termites will reseal the mound, protecting the eggs. They'll clean the eggs off, and then when the baby monitors hatch, they'll remove the eggshells and just throw them away. And then the baby monitors will eat termites for the first couple months of their life because they run around the termite mound. So huh. it's like, that's awesome. <laughs> so, huh. yeah. Interesting. And but, it's the perfect yeah. type, apparently, in there. I don't think you can um, – you can't get his podcast yet on um, iTunes, but you can get it on SoundCloud. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you go over to uh, – the link's on the NPR uh, Facebook page. Um, but if you, you go and check it out from there, it'll link you to their Facebook page, which is just Herpological Discussions. Uh, and you can uh, get the links for the for the shows. I think he's done just three so far, but uh, they're only about 15 minutes long, and uh, it's pretty cool. Like I said, it's like the Cliff Notes version of of the paper, and uh, it's 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 more 
um, snake nerdy, I guess, you know what I mean? More, mm. more scientific approach, which is, which is awesome. It's a nice balance to what we do. <laughs> Less scientific. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we're not scientists. <laughs> we're just idiots. I mean, you know, yeah. well, Hey, easy. it oh. is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. And I mean, like about the booster real quick, uh, we've sold 20 shirts. So we're almost okay. halfway. Yeah, we're almost halfway to the goal of fifty, and we've raised one hundred and twenty-eight eighty dollars for US Arc. So okay, yeah, I'd like to double that uh, number. Then we best get people buying shirts, yo. Yeah, I'd um, like to get it oh. to uh, to at least a hundred uh, shirts. That's what I'd like to see. Jesus Christ, you aim so high. Anyway, um, if you are waiting to get your t-shirt stop it and go buy your t-shirt it's something cool if you can make it to carpet fest awesome please wear it to carpet fest if you want to um if you even if you can't make it to carpet fest it's still really cool you should get one um jason balen was wearing his carpet fest uh shirt from last year at tinley and then a few hamburgs ago i saw him wearing the first carpet fest t-shirt Oh, so, cool. Yeah, it's something cool you can just wear. I mean, I have them all. I have all our T-shirts because I'm associated with the show, and I should. So, yes. <laughs> um, but it's just something really cool to have, even if you're not going to Carpet Fest. Um, and it's only – I mean, next year it's going to change. Uh, so once Carpet Fest is done this year, you will not be able to get this – design these colors this shirt it's going to be gone um yeah. we'll have something different for next year and for all we know uh the snake could be a bolens or something like that it could be just shell swapped up who knows so, you can't make it a bolens for carpet frets what's wrong with you i can do whatever i damn well please <laughs> good lord <laughs> it's a make it a blood python yeah, <laughs> yeah bite me so, I think we should make a couple that are just messed up Royal Python shirts. Can we send them to random people? These are high end carpet t shirts. This is a new carpet python morph. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Bill said we should do a uh, a Chondro shirt. Yeah. One time we we will do uh, another Maria Python radio at some point. Oh yeah. We, we're going to do another Morelli Python radio t-shirt. I know you and I have talked about a few t-shirts that we could potentially bring with us when we go on the road to sell. Yeah. Uh, one is definitely the black Morelli Python radio t-shirt. Um, I want one that says uh, um, retic plus um, scrub equal Mongolian man-eater for life. Um, I told that to Todd <laughs> at Finley, and I'm pretty sure he almost fell over. So, nice. Um, I want that, and I want I one that has a you know name tag that says "Hi, my name is Jim from Morgantown." So, <laughs> even if I only need to make one of those and give it to him, I die. Yeah. So. I want one that says "You do you, boo." <laughs> you do you, boo boo. Yeah. That's what I little, want. Little Morelli if I found radio logo underneath it. Perfect. Done. Yeah. Zach, write these down. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, 
So that's uh, car. In case you didn't know, in case this is the first time you're ever tuning into the show, Carpet Fest is um, a get together. Come on, come on. Oh, various... oh, I thought you forgot the. I, forgot, I thought you forgot the date, and I'm like, come on, come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> of uh, of very similar minded, uh, uh, you know, uh, reptile keepers. We all keep uh, carpet pythons and. Uh, uh, East Coast, the East Coast is pretty much a uh, a nice little hub when it comes to Morelia, Morelia people. Um, a lot of carpet Nick, people, a lot of chondro people. Nick said it was funny because Nick said it was funny. He's like, because he, he and I were talking, he's like, you're on the East Coast. You know, there's this whole black area around like Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York, where I very rarely send packages. If I do, it's either you or Eric. And I'm like, well, yeah, because. Everybody else, we're all here, so yeah, yeah, it's a nice, compact area. A lot of Morelia in the tri-state area. Yes, which is good. And uh, what we do is uh, this will be the uh, fourth year that we're doing this. Uh, we just kind of, we kind of uh, took it from the uh, Condro folks, and they were they would do a Condro fest where they would get together and hang out and talk snakes and get to. Uh, forge new relationships with people, get some time to meet uh, people that, like you said earlier, where you, you talk to them online all the time and you, you don't necessarily get a, get the opportunity to meet them in person. And, and, you know, um, even though you feel kind of close to these people, um, cause you talk to them on a daily basis, you really, uh, don't know them. Um, and you know, it's just, it's just cool to be able to meet them, uh, face to face. And then, you know, I think of, uh, I can't remember if it was the second or the third, I think it was the second had to be the second where it was like, we're surrounded in a group. And I think it was, who was like buddy and Ben and Jason. And, you know, they're just talking, you know, talking snakes and, I don't know. It's just it's really cool uh, to be to be around these guys that have been doing it uh, for such a long time, and to be able to take and, some of their knowledge and you know. And it's really cool to be outside of a show setting to hang out with everybody. I mean, I was explaining this yeah. to people at Tinley, where it's like, obviously, I don't want to take up all the time at your table because you're trying to sell something. But you know, I haven't seen you since you know October, so I do want to. Say hi, how what's up? What's going on? How's your season? What's doing this? We're doing that. So it, it's one of those things where Carpet Fest allows us to do that where we can catch up. Of course we can all talk snakes. Of course we can all talk about personal stuff. We can talk about what the hell we want. Um the main point is that it gives you a chance to catch up, make new connections, uh strengthen old ones. It's it's like, you know, I you find out some things where uh, what people want to be doing a little bit differently, you get to discuss things, you get to hang out, and you get to just, just talk. And, I mean, you can have some good food, there's good drinks, and you get to somebody, one of our, one of us in the Morelia family is opening up their home to you. So you get to see their cages. Because uh, when, when we went to Howard's, I always, I always, always, always love his snake room because it's, everything is uniform and everything is, like, pristine. <laughs> And perfect and like white, and I'm like, God, I'm a slob. Every time I look at his snake room, I'm like, God, I am, a, I am like, oh, 
I'm a third world country compared to this crap. So it's like, you know, it's always cool to see that stuff. Um, and it's, and actually, um, all my water dishes that I have for the baby snakes, I got from Howard because he told me to go to one of those, you know, restaurant supply places and just buy up their little miniature souffle dishes. And I did. So, yeah, I haven't been able to find them. I, there's, that, actually, uh, there's, there's a restaurant place in Willow Grove. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did tell me that. I, I went to the one up in Ben Salem. Yeah, I mean, I went to the one in Ben Salem and they didn't have it. But anyway, mean? people are like, yeah, what's um, Ben Salem? <laughs> people in Australia are listening saying, Ben Salem, what is that? Well, there was a, <laughs> hey, there was one discussion I had to put on my Facebook. I said, how do, how do people in other states without a Wawa survive? And somebody from Australia was like, I didn't understand any of that. And I'm like, well, that's a shame for, that's a shame for you. Wawa. It's a Wawa. And it's like, well, shut Is up. that some kind of kangaroo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and there's also people who might be listening in other places who have no idea what I'm talking about. Wawa. Google it. Wawa food markets. Delicious. Right. <laughs> I figure if I say uh, the name enough, maybe we'll get some free stuff from Wawa. Yeah, maybe. it was it was pretty funny. Uh, the uh, again, I think this yeah, this was Carpet Fest. So it was me, <laughs> Zach, and uh, Dave Kelly, and he never went to a Wawa before. And we <laughs> took him to a Wawa, and he was like, "Oh my God, this is the Unwashed. greatest thing ever! I can't Unwashed believe it." Matches. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, poor even. We take it for granted so much. Uh, but uh, have you ever you traveled know, out of state? Have you ever traveled out of state where there isn't a Wawa? And then you're like, all right, let's all go get coffee. And they're like, well, we have to go down to the gas station. I'm like, what kind of hell is this? Where's the Wawa? What's the Wawa? Yeah. And then you instantly want to go home. I mean, you immediately kind of want to stop. End the vacation. Yeah. Go home. Tap out. Um, yep. Yeah. The. Uh, <laughs> The uh, there'll be a Wawa when you come to this carpet fest, so uh, you'll be able if you're headed up uh, oh, in a Wawa, any direction Wawa where there is no Wawa, you will be able yeah. to experience the Wawa. A, a Wawa and the sheets. You may now get into the large debate that is Pennsylvania, of which is yeah. better. <laughs> sheets sucks. Wawa's where you want to go. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I am not a fan. Um, Clearly, I couldn't. Oh, Bill just ordered four shirts. That means we're up to what? Twenty-four. Jesus Christ, Bill! Yeah, good man. The right size this time. Yeah, don't screw it up, would you? Jeez, he's a high-end roller, man. You don't screw around with Bill, man. Did he ever tell you what happened with that? No, I don't want to know. Don't make me upset. I I accidentally (laughs) sent him. Don't make me upset. I'm going to talk about. I I accidentally sent him a youth large shirt. Yes. <laughs> put it on and took a picture and sent it to me and said, something doesn't feel right. And I thought. <laughs> then I found out a week later that shirt was supposed to go to Buddy for one of his kids. So it's like I single-handedly screwed both hosts of Green Tree Time Keeper Radio. So That's good. I made one up and sent it to Buddy, and I have Bill's shirt here. It's waiting for him. <laughs> Way to take care of the uh, the what do you call it? Uh, the uh, sister station. This what happens when you put me in charge. Way, I mean, yeah. Way to take care of the sister station. Way to take care. Oh. Good job, Owen. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. What an um, asshole. To uh, to switch gears, I forgot to tell. I, I forgot to say this when I was uh, talking about when I went over to uh, to Matt's. Um, I was quite infatuated with his uh, the boas that he has. He has South Brazilian uh, amarillas. Um, yes. They are freaking smoking hot, man. They're gorgeous. I, I always yeah. have. You know, I have this thing that sort of sits in the back of my mind that I think that I'd like to like one day have a couple boas. I don't even care about breeding them. It doesn't matter to me, but just to have a couple boas is kind of like, I don't know. I, they're, they're, I can totally agree cool. with you. And I think that the first boas you should get are Dominican Red Mountain boas. Holy crap, <laughs> I have a few. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going to help you. How does five sound? Five? No, I don't. I don't, tomorrow. I don't want five. Tomorrow you shall have five. Okay. Yeah. I could so trade sorry. you for a zebrahead albino or something like that, but what are we uh, gonna do with zebrahead albino? What? Are we what? Gonna do? Wait. what are we gonna do with zebra? Wait. Don't Stop you it. have a jaghead albino? No, I don't. Quiet. Uh, Feel uh, the hatred burn. Stop it. You know. <laughs> The wheels are spinning. He's got his pen wheels, out right no, now. He's writing on no, his table. Not. He's like, no, if I they're breed no, no a zebra albino to a jaghead albino, I could probably oh, I could get albino zebras and albino jags and albino zebra jags all at one clutch. Oh my god! Stop. The jaghead albino is a girl. So ha. Well, don't worry, because the zebra head albino is a boy. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I won't say anymore. Uh, anyway. Um, I'll take a tiger head uh, albino. Give me one of them. No, I, I won't give them up. I know you won't. I'm waiting. <laughs> you think you're done with so you think you think that discussion we have is over? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm circling you. I'm waiting. <laughs> no, doesn't it? You know, it sucks. It's like I have all this um, zebra and jag and caramel <laughs> head albino stuff, right? Yeah. And I, I would sell all that stuff, like sell yeah. stuff from that clutch. But the two clutches that I won't sell anything from is the ones that everybody wants. Everybody I can't wants. win. The poison ivy, the yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, the poison ivy and the tiger head albino. Everybody else doesn't give a shit what you're doing. They want those, and it's funny because Zach and I were over in your in your room, and I said something that because you you fit it perfectly. I'm like, God, Eric reminds me of like the dude from Harry Potter that sells everybody wands because he's bopping around all over his room, and he's like, Wait, what about this one? And he moves an entire stack like it's all the bin <laughs> of bins. And he puts them down, and he goes through all the bins, and he goes, that's not the right one. And he, like, closes it, throws it over there. And then he grabs the one. He's like, yeah, this is it. He opens it up. And he goes, Look at the blushing on this IJ. And I'm like, woo. And it's like, you know. Uh, and, of course, you go through everything, and you rip off another bin, like a stack of bins. Yeah. So and it's like, you know, that's not the Macross Python. That's a diamond python over there. And then it's like, you know. Open it up. That's a tiger. That's not what I want. There it is. Look at the macro spikes on. This is a crazy back over there. It's, you know, yeah. I can't keep up with you when you run around your room, dude. It's insane. Yeah, I'm. I'm slowly. Uh, I'm slowly switching the. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Over. 
to uh, a moving division racks. Right. And uh, the yeah. next one that I have coming is the uh, their baby rack. And man, I'm, that's gonna help me out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much I hate I, I, taking lids off. <laughs> I hate hold, it, man. I'm gonna love. <laughs> that one point when you eventually move into a bigger place and you have one of those bladders on like wheels and you're like, hang on. And you like whip around this corner. So it's like <laughs> this shelf of snake. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be so fun I to watch. Hate, if I have more room then no, you know, unless I was breeding rodents, I don't think that uh, my collection is almost at max capacity. You know, if so I had more space anymore, shut it down. Yeah. No, no, I didn't say that. I just said that my collection is almost at max capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, there there comes a point where it's like you what you can you do have any more room comfortably. Yeah, I guess that's what prompted my conversation earlier. Is like you know when do you make the decision to you know uh, maybe not hold yeah yeah to well, to move stuff there's, on. There's something I forgot you know? to say about you know if you are going to remove animals from your collection is it's an uh, unknown. Um, it's, it's a little to known rule that you have to check with your co-host before first. you sell things publicly. Yes. Yes. Um, well, yeah. Don't it, I usually, it, you do. <laughs> it never usually makes it. it never makes it to the public. <laughs> <laughs> These people have no idea how many animals I plant the seed. Like, uh, <laughs> Owen, you want a zebra jag? No, I will never have a zebra jag. No, I will not. Get this thing out of and here. I just and I call wait. you a day later. Give me <laughs> and I wait. I'm like a Komodo dragon, right? And you're like the big bull. The big bull that got bit on the ankle. And I just sit there and I wait and I wait. And you go into the water hole and you fall down in the yeah, water hole. And then I fall down and die. And just, wait. Okay. <laughs> just wait. Uh, you're like, uh, zebra jag. So, uh, is this the one that produced your clutches last year? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like, uh, actually, I have 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 a plan now. My zebra head albino girl and my caramel head albino girl, after I breed them this year, I don't know, maybe, maybe they might become available to a certain person. Uh, <laughs> a, a caramel head albino. Uh, yes. Female. Yes. Anyway, you think about that. Oh, I'll wait. <laughs> you. <laughs> you. Uh. You rat bastard. Um, Bill sent me a picture of him wearing the t-shirt. Yeah, I saw it too. Again. Yeah, and he uh, says that he uh, apparently um, he is going to have revenge. So I'm a Texan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, coming ex- to my house. So I'm a little, excellent. I'm a little concerned here. <laughs> He's going to trade out all your shirts in your entire house yeah. with kid shirts. For small ones. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. going to go to work on Monday after Carbifest, Fest, and it's going to be a tiny shirt, a little tiny little tie. Hulk, but rip out of my shit. Yeah. I'll yeah. move my shirt will disintegrate. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's great. Oh man, we're not talking about snakes at all. <laughs> nope, we're not doing anything important. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Pe- uh, the people, the people did just get a nice taste of what happens when you and I have a phone call about if you're going to sell an animal, 
because then you throw it out there, you little freaking lore, and then you leave it. Because right now I'm already thinking, yeah, I know, Carmel had albino. That was zebra albino. albino. No, I don't mm-hmm. care about the zebra head albino. Get the zebra head albino. Uh, Carmel had albino. Carmel had albino. Read that uh, with the albino. I get Carmel albino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's already breeding, which means all I gotta do is get ghost up to size. Also, she's a Carmel, so she can get plugged into the super. God damn it! <laughs> Nice. Uh, I did. I'm the plan worked. Now I quit. Yeah. Um, I did promise that we were going to do. Um, I try. I, I reached out to um, to Anthony Caponetto, and I wanted to just get permission before um, I shared pictures and whatnot. But so this is how we're going to do this. Um, uh, we're going to talk about. Maybe we'll do this once a show. Maybe when we do uh, shows where it's just me and you or whatever. But um, I think oh, when I first meet Carpet Python, the whole yeah. thing kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. So I think for me personally, um, mm. I think back to 2007. I think it was 2008 when I started mm-hmm. really wanting to get into uh, breeding pythons and. Honestly, like it's like I've I think I've said before, I was kind of looking at Royal Pythons at the time, and uh, you know I was hanging out on the Bush League Breeders Club and listening to Reptile Radio and and kind of digging what they were doing. Kind of I, I want a little taste of all types of pythons, and then I stumbled upon Anthony Caponetto's website, which was uh, AC Reptiles, and he was on the show before, so. If you want to hear a more in-depth conversation about what he does or some of the projects that he's working with, um, you can go check that out on iTunes. You'll be able to uh, to find that. And uh, I think he was on Reptile Radio a couple times. You could probably track that down as well. I know he does a lot with Crested Geckos. Um, mm. For a long time, he was um, big time in the carpets, and he did a lot with IJs. I think he still keeps carpets, but I don't know if he does them on the – level that he did in the past uh i know he's more into uh to royals now than uh than carpets um but he does this for a living so he kind of it's probably why i shifted gears a bit but anyway when when i was first getting into carpets um anthony did a really really good um like presentation on breeding and keeping carpets um, so, you know, I'd go there and check it out, but the one animal that always stood out to me was the animal that he has, which is Bullwinkle. Um, probably the thing that drew me into carpet pythons. Strangely enough, that is an IJ jag and mm. you don't really see too much, uh, IJ jags around that much anymore. You see, no. You see more jungle jags, diamond jungle jags, and uh, the yellow on that animal is just insane. That's just crazy. Um, that kind of the desert kind of never made any sense to me. Yes, of course, the jungle jags is where kind of everybody everybody settled because they had the higher percentage, the higher, the brighter yellow. But high percentage ivories were. I'm sorry, high percentage IJ Jags were still nothing to sneer at. They were gorgeous. So it's like, yes. 
why stop there? I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, just like with uh, I think it's just like with Jungle Jags and Diamond Jungle Jags. The higher the percentage, the um, the higher percentage of the subspecies, the nicer. So Bullwinkle was an animal, and uh, Anthony named that animal Bullwinkle because you see on his site um, the head pattern kind of reminded him of uh, the cartoon character Bullwinkle. Um, but basically, he is a 50% Irian Giant Jag, which means uh, he was bred, I think he was produced in 2005, and it was from a striped coastal jaguar to a wild-caught Irian Jaya. And uh, Anthony did that pairing, and out came Bullwinkle, and that's just at 50%. So I guess I wonder what would happen if you i know some people have done it but you don't really see ij jags that much anymore and yeah. uh i don't know it's kind of kind of strange but I, I i wonder like what would an ij zebra jag look like i'm sure it's been done um if you're trying to do like zebra granite jags um mm -hmm. you know but i i don't know it's just uh i do have one ij jag um yeah and uh it's from uh pc uh pairing the the bread to i believe the lineage is um descended from 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 bullwinkle it might be son of bullwinkle i know there was uh you'll see sob sometimes that's uh son of bullwinkle mm -hmm. which was uh, right obviously <laughs> um but I guess uh, there's not really, you know, you'll hear that name pop up uh, if you're, you know, going through Jags. You'll hear some people say sometimes Bullwinkle and Son of Bullwinkle. Um, but there are two animals that I think Son of Bullwinkle has a really defined stripe, maybe halfway down its dorsal, um, whereas uh, Bullwinkle does not. But you know, the potential um, for just selectively breeding and, and continuing to refine that uh, to me has tremendous potential. And uh, I'm just wondering yeah. why. I, I mean, it would be nice. I mean, I had the the only IJ Jag I had was my IJ Jag uh, Het Granite. And he was still really cool looking. He kind of had like a mustardy kind of yellow to him as opposed to like the bright neon yellow but it was still cool to look at so i would i'd love to see more high percentage ij jags and with that high percentage uh granite jags yeah i think the uh i can say that my caramel uh jag that's heck granite it's probably one of the coolest, uh, coolest jags I have. I mean, the orange on that thing is just insane, and that's all coming from the IJ. Um, I think that the potential to to make some really, uh, really quality animals um, mm -hmm. is there. So um, that's really, uh, uh, you know, really all I know. Um, I don't think. I think he's been bred. Uh, I know he's bred in 2007, 2008, 2009, I believe. Um, I don't know if he's been bred after that, 
but uh, you know, Anthony has produced some stellar animals from from that animal. Um, and uh, yeah, if you get a chance, go over acreptiles.com, and he has a section where uh, you click on it, say carpet pythons, and it kind of go through some of the stuff he has. And it's not as detailed as um, as he was when he was into carpets, but uh, you know, you'll see uh, you'll see some of the stock that he's uh, he's worked with. And it's kind of crazy, mm -hmm. isn't it? Kind of crazy, like back back in those days, 2007, 2008, that really that jag was all that there was you know what i mean like it's such it's, a different feel funny. it really is because i mean i remember the big debate when i was getting into carbon pythons was uh do i go light side or dark side and then i went coastal so it's like um, <laughs> the it, it, it it's funny to see how far we've become and how the combinations and the beginnings have just you know, opened up to where, yeah. you know, Jag, Jag was it. And then it was just mixing Jag and it was refining Jag and adding more jungle blood or IJ blood. And then of course, everything else just exploded with, uh, granite. And then you had the wave that was zebra and now you've got albino and a bunch of other stuff, stuff I thought I'd never see, um, in my own hands, let alone my own collection. And yeah. then there are animals that I never even thought would exist. So yeah, it's really cool. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a good time for uh, for carpet pythons for sure. You no kids doubt. out there have no idea what it was like starting out in like 2000 when like a tri stripe was insanity. So <laughs> yeah, there was there was no Morelia python radio. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's kind of nuts, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the one that uh, we'll hit on for now. Um, we've talked about. Um, we'll talk a little bit about. Um, I'm just gonna throw some names out there that we'll hit on in the future. Is uh, you know, Gamma, Gamma mm -hmm. Line Jags. Um, mm -hmm. There's also uh, PC uh, Poster Child, Madam Blueberry. Benjamin. Um, so I guess the trick is to name your animals. Uh, uh, told you. Um, to, <laughs> for some, some do, for people to, to remember. Tiger. Yeah, I do want to do the original tiger male. Um, him too is one of them. I think he had a name too. I just don't remember what it was. Um, you mean Balance Tigers? Uh, the one that started it all before Balin even got the Tigers. Thornton's in Bavarian Magazine. Oh, from uh, Neville. Well, yeah, we're going to do... Uh, and you said Balin was going to come on and talk with us, but we're going to do a yeah, show just, just on Tiger. So who better to, I mean, to talk would, with? Yeah, I was about to say, if you're going to do a show on Tigers and you don't have Balin, what are you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that would be cool to do. Um, and I would love to do uh, one on other carpet pythons that aren't necessarily in the States like that. Um, what hell is that one that's all black, the IJ or the Darwin? Oh, uh, do, you mean the melanistic? Uh, yeah. Uh, like black princess or princess? Something yeah, like princess that. something, something, something. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah we know remember. what we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, I like to do. Long I don't know. Do you see that? that? I'm I'm trying to think now. Do you see that in in like outside of the states, people naming carpet pythons and having no, like? Well, I don't I don't see people doing it. I always did it because first off, I'm lazy, and I wanted to. When people come up and be like, hey, I got this animal from you two years ago, I'll be like, do you remember the parents? And the second they tell me who the parents are, I can now remember who the hell they're talking about. So rather than having like a 12-digit number, I have stupid little baby numbers that have the parents' initials in them, so I know who the hell this thing came from. So it makes my life a little easier when people come looking for lineage. Also, when people are saying that they got this snake from me, and they give me like a weird pairing that never happened. So, right. It's one of those things. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was, I was talking, I think I, I was talking to you about this. Um, I have a, uh, <laughs> this is my quest to be more high end, but, uh, I, I don't know about you, but like record keeping and whatnot has always been something that, uh, I've tried to, to, to really be diligent about. Um, just as far as just knowing what's going on with my collection and be able to take a step back and, and digest it in a, uh, you know, not in real time, I guess, you know, to take a step, Oh, you know, this happened and maybe reflect back and, and, and have some idea of what could Mm -hmm. have caused uh, whatever the situation was. I've tried index cards, um, they, I, I don't know. They always seem to like not. I, I tried having holders in the front where I would keep it, and then they get wet, and uh, all kinds of stuff would happen to it. I tried putting stickers on the front of the cage and just writing on that, but then there's no way to really look back on it. Like eventually, it gets full. Where do you put the sticker at that point? <laughs> do you rip it off, and and what do you do with it? Um, I tried um, iHerp, and I even tried a reptile scan. And with the way that my setup was, it kind of made it difficult. So I went back to writing it in in a book, um, which worked for a while. But for some reason, I don't know, I just felt like I was doing too much work when it came to putting together once I had babies. And now that you know things are looking like uh, I'm going to have a, a good, the best season that I've ever had. I'm, I'm thinking about setting up these babies and, and putting all this stuff together and it's quite a daunting test. So I decided to give reptile scan a chance again and, uh, downloaded the app. And I got to say, it's, uh, when you're dealing with a rack systems and, uh, you have a, a, a real system to a method to what's going on, I guess when I had it before, I really didn't have a method which made it kind of difficult to use and, you know, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's working well so far. And some of the cool things that they've done, um, and there's like a pro version that you can pay for, like a subscription. And uh, you can, uh, I think it's, you can use it for a month. You can get three months. You can get six months, a year. And then there's like you pay a flat price and you never have to pay again. But you can see when you're uh, – feeding your animal and weighing your animal if that's something you do you know um some people do some people i know i really kind of weigh neonates when they're born and don't really weigh them much after that but you could see on graphs and stuff how the animal grows um and Mm -hmm. uh 
it's it's pretty neat but even besides all that it's it's right in your iphone um i fa i think it was before i used it on an android and i've kind of found it quite cumbersome because maybe it was mm -hmm. supposed to be made for an iphone um it's super simple on an iphone obviously putting all the animals in but is is quite a task but if you take it little by little eventually you'll get uh get all yeah, your animals I, mean, I have the herper pro uh computer system and i and i always liked that it's just i never was able to fill it out entirely because i just kind of never did it but i like it because you can you, you you get your rats you type in how many rats you have in your freezers uh as you do an order and then as you're feeding it, it keeps track of all that, and then it will alert you when you're low. Um, yep. And the one problem I had with it is that Herbal Pro has these set um, uh, categories. It's either boa, ball python. I think there's one for carpet python now. I'm not sure. Uh, but if I was, and it has a, even has a slot for family tree, which is awesome. Because all I can think about is, oh, this is fantastic. I'm just going to type up the family tree. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll just make it for any holdback I have. So when I sell babies, I'll just print out the family tree and set it with the thing. It'd be great. The problem is, is that to add pictures of animals to the family tree, they have to be added into my Herper Pro system, which is weird because I don't own those animals. So, but then I have to make a tab for them. So then when I'm going through my animals to see who I got to feed or whatever, in there is Madame Blueberry and Benjamin. Um, who I selected that they're not in my collection, still there, and I still have to go through them. And so it's, it's almost like it's annoying. It's like, this is the family tree. Can't I just insert a picture and then type in the description box what it is and we move on with our lives? Instead, I have to start up and make up this whole profile for this one animal that's only going to be here for one picture. So. Yeah, you don't have to do that in, uh, when you're, when you're in, in Reptile Scan, when you're going through... You can add pictures of the parents, but that's that's all it is. You know, it's that's, see that's they're, I like not, that they're not in your collection. And uh, what I started it with was really just my pairings for this year. I don't even have all my animals in there as of yet, but I do have all my females and all the males that are breeding this year. And what you can also do is set up the clutches. Um, so you can get a QR uh, code for your clutches, and um, as the babies come out, uh, a number is automatically assigned uh, to them. Um, and the cool thing is, is that if you're going to go and put that baby, you can mark it for sale. It prints out a sticker that you can, you know, put on. Um, on your displays at shows, you know, which I don't know about you, Owen, but <laughs> that would be great for you. I mean, <laughs> you it know, where you don't have to really, uh, my displays would suck, but it would still be cool to, to just have that sticker on like a top of a deli cup after you sell sure. the animal or something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, you could do. Well, yeah. The other thing too is, is that similar to what iHerp does is that when you go to sell that baby, right, the, the lineage is already in that, in there. Um, and you already have, you also have the feed card in there. Um, and you have all the information on the animal. It's, it's all 
in that thing and you can send it as a PDF file or you can print it out for your customer. Um, it makes it super easy. It's all there. It's all organized, ready to go. Um, can you so, have it on multiple computers? Yeah. You need to send me a link to this because I'm probably going to be doing <laughs> this because the one problem I also have with Herbert Pro is it has to be registered to one computer and one computer only. So I can't use it on, I can use it on my laptop, but if I'm at work and I'm like, hey, I fed last night, I cannot access it on my PC without paying another fee. No, you, uh, you, you can, you log into their webs, web, like there's a website. website and you log into the website and you're able to access, you know, your That's all. Uh, account. So the actual app is on your, whether it's on your iPhone or your iPad or whatever you wanted to put it on, you know, so you purchase the app to that and that's more or less what reads, you know, takes the information down. However, you can go in similar to what you see with iHerb, you can go in and manually put things in on the computer as well. So if you didn't get a chance to use your phone, but you knew you fed um, a whole bunch of uh, animals last night, you could go through and, uh, you know, add them all at work, you know, as you're on your computer or whatever. Yeah, no problem. When you're supposed you to be, you know, working, working. and your, you know. <laughs> well, it is work, right? Messaging Eric yeah. about, you know, uh, caramel pet albino. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 you check it out. You know, it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a cool thing. I used it before. Like I said, I kind of found it, found it a big, awkward and i don't know i just really didn't have a feel for it but it seems to be much smoother on on an iphone i don't know what if that's what it's made for or whatever but anyway i i would i i'm gonna use it for the season see how it goes and and then uh you know i i like the idea of just being able to access any records that you know, if you have to go to a vet or something like that, you know what I mean? It's just, that's kind of priceless. You, you just print it out and there it is. All the information right there for the vet, you know, uh, what, and you can, you can tweak it however you want, whatever you want to put, like whatever kind of parameters you want to make that you're tracking, you know, maybe you just want to well, keep I mean, I like the sheds and feeds. You can do that. Yeah. I like that. And I mean, like the idea of, you buy an animal, I print out everything about that animal in this handy packet, fold it up and shove it in the box. And then when it arrives at your place, you have everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love. And that. you can actually transfer, that. you can transfer that animal out. I believe that's similar to something that I herp had. Um, Which is fantastic. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know. I also get really jealous when you have like stickers on your boxes and I don't. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, he's got barcodes on his boxes. How high end, <laughs> baby! Oh my god! So, although yeah. uh, Balin did say um, that he wanted one of your new high end cards, so he could send you a picture of him burning it, like he did in my <laughs> card years ago. Yeah, so, yeah. He, he says one uh, day. I was waiting for that to happen when you guys were at Tim. I didn't have any of your cards. I totally forgot. And I'm trying yeah. to keep them away from you. didn't take any Carpet Fest cards, any Morelli no, Python Radio no, cards. No, no. Selfish bastard. You, I bet no, you had Rogue I, Reptile cards, though. No, I didn't. I didn't have any. Because I went to go, I'm like, I'm like, 
check out the new cards. Oh shit, these all say nationwide. So you know, it's like I, I totally <laughs> wasn't paying attention. Wow. All right. I Wrong symposium. <laughs> I brought the wrong bag. Damn it. God damn it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's wrap this up and roll out of here. But uh, last uh, n- yeah, next week we have Lon um, coming on, and we're going to be talking uh, short tales, uh, blood pythons, blood pythons. Blood pythons yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But uh, Lon uh, has um, – Recently got the carpet bug. So uh, only we knew the idiots that supplied him with carpet pythons. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So that should be a cool show. And uh, looking forward to talk to him. Um, He has some amazing, amazing animals when it comes to uh, the bloods and short tails. And um, and we discussed this: is that Lon is actually going to be the first place where my bloodline crosses with your bloodline yes weird (laughs) that's kind of (laughs) weird interesting because i mean you and i have crossed animals before but they've always been ones that other people produce that we just happen to own these are these are animals we made and my lawn has them and that he has plans to breed them with each other it's like wow my babies get this what did they call that? Slum around or whatever? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing. <laughs> hey, no, that is that is up there with your like that is up there with the I keep these really nice carpets in these crappy bins and then there's Owen. Then there's Owen what? <laughs> I mean like that's so up there with the <laughs> So yeah. the Owen has these really nice cages and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said that to keep that going. Yeah, I know but I know, yeah. we really, we really know you have really nice babies. I've seen them in person and have drooled well, over them quite. Uh, anybody quite. who comes to Carpet Fest will get to see everything, and they can, if they are willing to play by my rules, I am totally cool with people handling animals and checking out things that they've never actually checked out in person. Totally cool. Um, cool. Gold, gold face, white lips, black face, white lips, diamond pythons. Olive pythons, Maclots pythons, Cebu pythons. If you want to touch the water python, you can. I'm telling you, it's not going to go well. Um, (laughs) I even have a blood python, which I'm pretty sure I'm just going to give her to Matt to hold so he feels better about being at Carpet Fest all by himself with the only blood. So I figure it's like a security blanket. If he can hold the blood python, he'll be okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And it's scrubs, cool. same deal. If you want to go play with the scrubs, it's fine. I oh like yeah, scrubs. Don't bleed on my Ruffy. carpet. Right, uh, Ruffy. Yeah, yeah. You have quite the collection, my friend. Quite the collection, huh. and uh, oh, we you'll try. be able to. Oh, we try. Uh, you'll be able to uh, to see it firsthand uh, if you're heading out to Carpet Fest. So, I guess we'll throw that date out there again. It's May thirtieth. Uh, it's going to be in Birdsboro, PA. Um, I guess pretty soon we're going to come close to trying to get together a head count and we're going to have yep. to put together, uh, the auction. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, and, and such, um, so be on the lookout for that because we're really not that far away from carpet fest. If you think about it, we are not far away at all. 
I should yeah, get a move on. <laughs> yeah, two months get away. Ready. Yeah. So um, check out the uh, website, uh, carpetfest.homestead.com. Uh, you can also check out the Facebook page uh, for updates. You should also know that on that page, uh, there will be updates for the Northwest Carpet Fest. Excellent. As uh, those guys get their stuff together and find out when that's going to be. Uh, so uh, if you're out there on the West Coast, stay tuned for that. Um, there is also talks of having a West Coast, but a South West Coast <laughs> Carpet Fest. Mm. Um, so, so what what is up with the middle of the state of the country? I mean, <laughs> hello, we have the east coast, and we now we have potentially two west coasts. Can yeah. can can I can I get a can I get a mid Midwest show? Come on, I mean, I'm wondering why we haven't something. had a carpet fest in Florida. A southeast one. Yeah, I want yeah. all directions of a compass. All right, you know, <laughs> throw me a bone here. All right. If you're in Texas, start a South South Carpet Fest. Just do it, all right? Give us something. So I don't care if it's you and four guys in a goddamn barbecue with a weird, a, a slightly different T-shirt than the Northeast. I'd love that. Do it. Yeah. And then it if was good. Uh... And then if, if you do do it next year, Eric and I will try to come out. That's how cool <laughs> it is. If you do one, you we will try to come out next year. Oh, I'll absolutely. As long as it's not during our Australia trip. So the cool thing about this year uh, that uh, is a nice little addition is uh, <clears throat> we're going to be headed out to uh, Reptiland on Sunday, yeah. the day after. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to hang around uh, an extra day, maybe grab a hotel, uh, whatever you're going to do, and uh, you know give. You'll, you'll be able to chill out, have a good time, relax up. And the next day we're going to head out to Reptiland, which uh, is a little bit of a drive, but uh, no worries. And uh, you'll get to see an awesome uh, reptile zoo, basically. Um, you can go on reptiland.com, I think it is, and you can check out what yeah. they got. Very, very nice well, I, place. It's been redone yeah. since I've been there, so uh, looking forward to see it. And we have a small group uh, yeah. that we're trying to put together to go behind the scenes, and there's a little bit of an additional cost. So if you're interested in that, you got to get in touch with us um, to right. let us know. You can contact limited space for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think half of it's probably already filled. So if you yeah, yeah if so. you're interested in that, be sure to uh, drop us a message on Facebook. You can message on the carpet face, carpet face, carpet oh, fest <laughs> Facebook page. Uh, you know, send me uh, a message or send Owen a message, however you want to do it. Uh, you can also contact us at info at moreliapythonradio.com. Uh, that would be email if you are interested in that. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it, but uh, it's definitely yeah. uh, worth coming. This place is really cool. Um, he also has, like, he's got all the reptiles, and then he also has a walking with dinosaurs garden where he has animatronic dinosaurs. So oh, cool. you can play out there, Eric. It's going to be so much fun for you. <laughs> I promise they're not real. Nice. Mm. 
Dinosaurs. That was my thing when I was a kid. That's probably what led me to reptiles. Everybody's thing when they were a kid. So yeah, <laughs> some more so than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the the there you go as far as uh, Carpet Fest goes. Uh, as far as Morelia Python Radio, um, you can uh, download the show for free on iTunes. Go over and subscribe, mm-hmm. and uh, you will get. Uh, uh, you know, the show, uh, as soon as it updates automatically when the show is over to, uh, iTunes, um, people were having a hard time, uh, accessing back shows on blog talks yeah. page. Apparently it's an issue that has to do with the, if you're on a phone. So if you're on a computer, uh, it's a lot easier to access, but if you're on a phone, it only goes back like a certain amount of episodes. I would just say that they probably the best way to get the show is to do it on iTunes. Um, mm-hmm. And there's various other, um, you know, if you don't have an iPhone and you have a, a Droid, I would say, or a Droid, a Ver- <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a Droid, that's why I said a Droid. If you have a, uh, why can't I think of the name? Oh my God. What's, what's the helping. other phone? No, nope, not helping. It's just I, too much fun. Yeah, I know. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I draw a blank. Anyway, go follow <laughs> it on iTunes. I don't know what else to tell you because Owen's not helping me. So nope. he's leaving me hanging out in the in the wind. He yep, like a dumbass. In the wind. Anyway, um, <laughs> so just go on iTunes or you can go on the website and download or listen to the episode off the website. Especially if you're going to do live. I know there was some concern about uh, live streaming. Uh, I would say either do that on a computer uh, if your phone doesn't work. There are many ways to get a hold of Morelia Python Radio. If you really That's just true. can't get a show, just call Eric and talk to him for two hours. It'll be fine. Yeah, so, you have your own personal yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Uh, so, yeah, if you, have any que- <laughs> if you have any questions or comments or uh, maybe uh, – I, I I never even put this out there, but maybe even something we said that uh, you agree or disagree with, and uh, you know we we'd be happy to read it on the air. Uh, and uh, Eric will, uh, I won't <laughs> <laughs> read the comment on the air. No problem at all, no worries. Uh, so uh, if you want uh, something like that, send it to info at moreliapythonradio.com. We'll be sure to check it and uh, you know make it happen. Uh. What else? Uh, I think that's it for as far as that goes. As far as myself, ebmorelia.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me about personal stuff that I have, uh, ebmorelia or info at – oh, my God. <laughs> I'm really tired. Eric wow, at ebmorelia.com. I know. I've only said this for the past three years. That this, <laughs> I can't not get like it out. I can't spit lot. it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, I'm turning into a punk and slowly. And soon you won't know his name. So. Yeah, it is. You you can you can agree with me. It is hard to talk when there's no guest it for really two, is. almost three we hours straight. To, what people don't understand is that we now have to discuss things when we are in contact a lot throughout the day. I mean, <laughs> you and I, yeah. you and I talk. If, if, there's, if there's a day go by where you and I don't have a discussion about something, it's a weird freaking no. day. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's just one of those, no guests tonight. 
well, shit, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have spoken to each other because we've been talking all day about shit. Yeah. So we should save the damn show. Instead, we got to come on the show and be like, so what now? I mean, so it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. if there's no guest, you got to warn me because I'll just ignore you all day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then it's like, uh, and then the other Two part of it is, is that there's a pre-show. There's a pre-show. Yeah, exactly. So and me and Owen talk for about 15 minutes before the show starts. So now we like, you know, there are some things in the pre-show that never leave the pre-show. It <laughs> never be voiced publicly. So yes. there are some stuff in the pre-show where, like, you and I have been screaming at the top of our lungs, not at each other just at, you know, various situations. And then we have to come onto the show and be like, so what got you the reptile? So it's like, you know, it's, it's, there are certain things that can and cannot be on the air. So, but when it comes to that, there's nothing with us, like there's no guest. It is almost all day of us discussing topics. Then there's the pre-show where we discuss another topic. And then we have to get on the show where we have to discuss more topics. And it's like, well, crap so yeah it's it's hard yeah it's hard for me to uh to relate to because i gotta be on and i've heard rob stone say this to us but Mm. um when i used to listen to reptile radio i actually used to enjoy when larry and bt would talk to each other and they would just shoot the shit you know Mm. i always found those shows to be you know the most uh fun or whatever you know and I guess I can't relate to it because I think, well, why would you want to listen to me and Owen talk? (laughs) (laughs) But there are people, I mean, you watch, you look at the, at the, uh, you know, there are people people listening to the show and the the shows where it's just you and me speaking, shooting the shit. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, the Seinfeld of the reptile world. You know what I mean? We just talk about, have to go about nothing. (laughs) Stop it. Just stop it. So, um, so anyway, ebmorelia.com, Eric at ebmorelia.com. Uh, if you want to send me an email, ask a question, want to chat about something, uh, you know, uh, I like to hear uh, show ideas. So, by all means, send them as well. Uh, and if you do know somebody, um, just be sure to send the uh, info of that person because it just makes it easy. <laughs> don't, don't send us an email the with a name. Down. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, especially if it's like uh, maybe one of the Morelia et cetera shows that we might hit on or something different outside right. the box. Um, I know we're trying – I'm trying to line up a, a Candoya show. Um, talk about some viper boas and such. I think that would be really you – know, uh, Boas? have been picking up in popularity and yeah it's weird cool. because the one that is the most popular is the one you never see yes people of course. are going ape shit for the white ones and i think everybody else is like not getting that message and it's like you see viper boas everywhere but they're not the white ones it's like people really want the white ones but all the importers can get are the non-white ones. They're everywhere. So right. it's like there's a, there's a little bit of a difference. But, yeah, they, they're they're so cool. Um, 
I promise I won't get them after we have a show on Kendoya. So. <laughs> I promise you will. <laughs> no, I promise I won't. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. How many times have you heard that, people? Anyway. Shut up. All right. You know, three years ago, I was a young, happy man with like seven coastal carpet pythons. All right. <laughs> now you have it a mini snake. Up. Yeah, no. <laughs> you love every minute of it. Uh, yep. <clears throat> be sure to uh, like us on Facebook. That would be for Morelia Python Radio. That would also be for EB Morelia. That would be for Rogue Reptiles. And I don't yeah, know if Owen has Twitter, but uh, all he those doesn't. are on Twitter as well. <laughs> uh, so uh, I am kind of tech savvy that when I post something <laughs> to my Facebook page or the Morelia Python Radio Facebook page, it also posts to Twitter right away. So uh, oh, yeah. pretty neat. Uh, so you can follow either way to get your info. Uh, I've noticed that the uh, Facebook page for NPR has been uh, picking up, and that's good to see. So um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll keep that going. Um, I don't have anything else. Looking forward to the show next week with Lon. Talk some short tales and uh, some bloods. Um, that's it. So I guess whatever you got, Owen. And uh, oh. Be sure to go and listen to uh, GTP Keeper Radio, the, the show that they just did. They did the uh, Chondro Breeder, uh, Female Chondro Breeder Roundtable. Um, it was, uh, well, we had the, the one, uh, Kim, uh, from Southern mm -hmm. Chondros on. Um, she was on there with them. And I can't remember exactly the other two, but um, they're big-time Chondro people. Um, but yeah, it was a great show. A lot of information in there, uh, different things, especially towards the end. They talked about uh, various things um, that they do in certain situations, which is always good. So, uh, yeah. so check it out. Yeah, it's a good show. Definitely very um, good. That's all I got. All right. Uh, what I can say is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. We will be doing updates on the website as well as you can go and like rogue at rogue reptiles at facebook.com uh we are winding down with breeding season we still got uh some animals that are breeding but we're expecting our first couple eggs to drop in the next few weeks um if you want to contact us about any babies for sale you can drop me a line at uh through the website or through facebook um as for shows the next show we'll be attending is the april 28th um hamburg reptile show i know it's a little bit ways away um but it's starting to warm up uh i just received two pair i just used a pair of white lips today so shipping is back open um let me know we are almost out completely out of 2014 babies so don't wait uh give us a call and what i will say is thank you all for listening and we will catch everybody next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Marklin and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site 
bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you gotta check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile related.